<laughs> he said, fucking Star Trek. What's next? Twatting Babylon 5. And I said, I said no, because they, 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 don't, they, don't, they don't make it anymore. Babylon so 5 is over. It is. That's been for, um, for a while. But anything's possible. Yes. As is this, gentle listener, welcome to another episode of Big Damn Cast. Yes. I am 17 crates of iron brew left in the sun. I am all the fun of the fair. And we are joined this week by a dirty third party, which is um, a dirty third, which is appropriate, uh, as you two pointed out to me just before we uh, started to set up. This is episode 69. So to celebrate, we're going to be doing something pretty horrendous. Sex joke! Joining us! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Matt. <laughs> yes. It's a joke about sex. Yes, it's yeah. the nuance that I like. <laughs> yeah, I have to be really clever to mm, understand the sex a, jokes in mm, Big Damn Cast. It's a see. thinker. You have to be <laughs> really clever. It takes a certain type of IQ to, to get those. We are joined by Charlie! Charlie, welcome! Hello, Chris. Charlie. It's so nice to put a, a face to a voice. <laughs> It's so it's so weird, like seeing you and seeing the voice, and no, you sound is, nothing like you sound your nothing picture. like your face. <laughs> that's, that's nice. I think. Wait, what? Um, Charlie, long time listener, first time sitter in first the room. First time rumor. guest. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's not. Do you know, yeah, hey, listen. How about that, listener? One day it could be you if your name's Charlie and we know you. Yeah. So um, <laughs> don't encourage him, please. Yeah, no, no. If any of you ever turn up one week, you will be removed forcefully and. Mm. Probably violently, if, but... If I know your <laughs> listeners, and I don't want to... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. But no, this is a, this is a pleasure. I've been, I've been, I've been itching. <laughs> I've got but that's, that's that. a yeah, yeah, yeah. time. It's got nothing to do with this. So. Episode uh, 69. Hey! Okay. Oh, Penises. Bar is set. Tone um, laid down. The tone is, yeah, the tone has been firmly dropped and I am truly welcomed. Thank you, boys. You should, you should feel welcomed. Um, you are. <laughs> You've joined us uh, on a very special week. Yes. Very special week. Because we have a grand total of, drum roll please. Fuck all to talk about. There's nothing this week in pop culture. I oh, know, there was one thing. Well, the, well, well yes. there's a lot in pop there culture. Yeah, there's but there's maybe not stuff... <laughs> there's not so much in the light-hearted there's definitely a lot of stuff going on that, that, that um, falls yeah. within your purview yes I, yeah, I would say clever choice uh, of words uh, um, sex um, um oh god <laughs> <laughs> we're not off to a very good start are we boys let's look at some trailers that came out this week yes with well we've looked at them with our eyes now we're going to talk about them with our lips and tongues Healthy. <laughs> oh, no. Don't. Don't. <laughs> the first, right? Don't put them in the air. Um, um, uh, let's talk about... You're the content page. I'm the content page. I've got the show notes. I write the show notes. Sing the theme tune. Um, I just press record. Dennis Waterman. Um, so, so we first up, we've got New Mutants. The the the, uh, the, uh, the latest X-Men we film from God, Fox. Yeah. yeah. No, I've I have now seen that trailer twice, and I've managed to forget it as I was watching it yeah. both times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I are I, you talking about this? Is this is the first X Men 
horror movie. Well, when you said it's a shocking new twist on the X-Men. When it came out that it was going to be a horror movie, I was like, I don't know how that's going to work. And now I've seen the trailer, I was like, okay, I can see the appeal of dropping, like, established comic book characters into a different genre. Mm. So it's like taking these X-Men characters and dropping them into a horror movie. <clears throat> but just looks kind of generic. Like, it just looks like yeah. another horror movie. Yeah. I'm not sure how the mutant yeah. aspect even f- how that comes into in. it. And well, if, if it's if it's X factors, I'm assuming in. it's oh, X Men joke. X-Men joke. Um, and just X Men joke. The two of you presumably know the the property. I'm on some. Level. I'm not particularly familiar with New Mutants. I'm familiar with like I've, I've read a crossover. I think with Journey to Mystery, and that's about it for me. Does I'm, what we have seen on the screen earlier on. <laughs> Do, is that indicative at all of, no. of what you know of that? The only thing that is that feels New Mutants in is <laughs> the logo. Because sure. Because it, oh, just... yeah, it evokes that sort of early New Mutants Bill Senkevich artwork of that those jagged lines. Scribbly and, yellow. Yeah. Um, I'll show you some Bill Sankiewicz New Mutants art and you'll get what I, I mean. I, if, um, that, if, that, if that logo is indicative of it, I think I've seen enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think... If they go with that sort of... Because there's, there's an early storyline called um, The Demon Bear Saga, uh, which is like basically about one of the characters like facing her literal inner demons. Oh. Um, I can In see... In the form of a bear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can see them doing that. Um, hmm. But... Well, it seems some... like they're on a psychiatric ward. Is yeah, the way the way it reads is... to me. It seems like they're all like, collectively suffering from something. If that's the the angle they're going with, well, that's the thing yeah. that baffles me about the premise so much. Is that like if it's set in the X Men universe, if it's you know presumably modern day, um, you know, set around the same time. Well, as, that's as another thing because you've got the Stranger and... Kids guy with the really unfortunate hairdo. Oh, he's yeah, had to Stranger Things, which he has. I'm guessing having to keep for this film, mm. which weirdly dates the film in a, well, in I mean, a it could, it's kind of weird it way. Could be eighties set. I mean, maybe that's why they're using Pink Floyd, like so that late seventies, early eighties kind of. Vibe, yeah, maybe. yeah, possibly. Um, in, in the trailer, or it could just be as you pointed out when we watched it, like oh, slow pop song, yeah. slow version of pop song. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that means success. Style that okay, puts me in mind of that, um, <laughs> and. I, I can. S- it's striking, yeah, yeah, and more interesting looking than the logo that they are using. Yeah, I know, but like, but like that sort of kind of blocky, uh, sort of blocky, like sketchy edged artwork, sort of. Oh, I see. Sorry, I thought you were referring no, no, to the, the, logo. No, the logo. No, the logo that he's using puts me in mind of that style of art. Oh, I see. Right, yeah. right, right. I get. It. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which. I think it's probably deliberate because if you're going to go for an iconic, it looks like a kind of like Picasso version of like a Nazi uniform. <laughs> yeah, or something. Bill, Bill Sakevich is a painter. Like, yeah, he's a comic artist, but he's a, he's got a painting style. Right, um, and it is that sort of broad brushstrokes, and I think the logo design is deliberately invoking that feel because if you're going to go for an iconic period of New Mutants, you go for the early Chris Claremont, Bill Sakevich stuff. Which is where Demon Bag, Demon Bean Bag, Demon Bear Saga sort of slots in. Again, as with all X Men adaptations so far, it doesn't seem like it's actually using any of the stuff I like about the X Men and related mm. properties in this movie. I mean, Deadpool did actually, strangely. Hey, enough. hey, um, 
Magic has her fringe. Magic has that her fringe. That means it's accurate, right? That means it's... Yes. Right? Well, good, well, just from having yeah. listened to the show and knowing <laughs> your two's opinions anyway, you are... You have... I don't know if it's a recent thing, but you certainly are sour on the X-Men thing as a whole, um, whereas I, I'm generally more positive. I mean, one and two are, one and two are pretty good movies. Uh, oh, some of one doesn't <clears> hold up so well. Having, having rewatched it again recently and been like, this has not aged well. Um, three is... A wreck. Mm. Um, first class is pretty good. Origins is abysmal. Origins is just the worst. Days of Future Past was full on first viewing, pretty much. Yeah, that that, that bends and breaks. You think about it and quickly. Then you go, yeah, oh. yeah. In terms, sorry, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. No, I, no, I feel like I'm bulldozing no, 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 your own it. show. I'm that's, sorry. That's why I brought you on because we've run out of things to say. Um, uh, <laughs> in terms of the the potential that you're seeing on the screen, because because I'm not married to the franchise I'm not especially fond of the aesthetic or even just the basic premise from what I'm seeing but just in terms of uh, your what's the best outcome you see for um, this like what from what you have seen from what you kind of know of the franchise is how, how do you think it could potentially fit or not fit it's the best thing I can hope for out of something like this is you get an atmospheric horror atmospheric horror story about young people learning to come into their own and there being a juxtaposition between the horrific things they're facing and them feeling like they're the monsters against society and sort of coming to terms with the idea of society viewing them as a monster while being comfortable in themselves through confronting said horror. The fact that it looks like it's going to be mostly set in an abandoned fucking asylum seems that like that that's and not that really happen. really old hat effect of the stretchy wall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The hands yeah. coming yeah. through the stretchy wall face print. Yeah, it's just from weird. what little the horror elements I'm seeing, it's it's oh, ringing <laughs> through as properly derivative also, of like, other better things. This is this is a movie called New Mutants, and we know New Mutants all have superpowers. We didn't see any of that. Yeah. Well, so we saw Sunspot. We presumably. saw Sunspot's arm. Yeah. Like, when he's inside in a washing machine. What flaming. the fuck is Sunspot doing inside? Like, I don't understand this. Also, like, remind me, Sunspot, the the kind of flaming torch guy he, from Days of Future Past, yeah. kind of the Sunspot, flaming torch yeah. sort of power. Oh, God, the continuity thingy again. Oh, don't throw it don't oh, even Jesus. think about the continuity. Don't. Well, that's the don't thing that's do it. Me. The whole the whole setup in this is them going, you know, like, uh, do you know what a mutant is? And, all, and they're experimented on as as weird sort of freaks and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but your previous and current continuities have said to us that mutants are known about in the sixties, just a bit less common. Yeah, seventies mm. they're relatively well known to the point of there being a public incident in the eighties, like leading into the eighties. Like Xavier's school is known about. If it's set modern day, we know that there's been like UN talks about mutants, and mutants being treated as people, and and all this stuff. It's just like, so where is this set? See, unless they're gonna like, unless the, do you know what the only thing I want from this movie? And it's completely stupid and fan wanky because I know I'm not gonna dig this movie. I can just feel but it already. Just from the feeling in your giblets. Right in them. Right in. I had a bad feeling when they announced the concept. I was less. I had a less bad feeling about it when I first saw the trailer, <clears> and now I've seen it a few times and the time to digest it and, and think about it. I'm feeling bad about it again. Mm. The, the only thing I want is some fan wanky. I want at Go the on. end for them to be liberated by 
the castle Mike from the pre end of Hogwarts. Yeah, so just bring him in somehow. Rocks up. They'll feel. They'll find a way. And they can't oh. get Hugh Jackman back, so it's going to be like creepy rubber CGI Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, like that was. Weird. Sorry, sorry, Chris. It's like the Xavier oh. shot from Origins. Yeah, just oh, there, just the like, wax figurine of this <laughs> weird de-aged Patrick Stewart looking infinitely weirder and older than he did when he had the rapist to begin with. Hello. Um, oh my god. Which itself was a was an even cheaper version of the already weird effect from Oh yeah the third three. one. Oh yeah. god yeah. Yeah. Just put a hat on him. Uh. <laughs> He's young now. He's young. He can walk and he has a hat. Um, or they could do the Bruce Willis uh, prosthetics on Joseph Gordon-Levitt thing and just give James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart. I really like that. I thought that really worked really it well. Subtle, it worked really yeah. nicely. Yeah. I, I just want the fan wanky ending of them either being liberated at the end or taken under the wing of... And This is just fan wank. There is no... You can't build up to this without it being like a phoned-in smoking gun moment. I want them to be liberated by, like, um, freaking James um, Marsden, whatever... Like Cyclops, oh, Cyclops. Famke Jansen Jean or whatever. So you go, Oh, it's set in the new continuity and oh they all exist and they're gonna be taken to the expansion. But we know it's not gonna happen because they've already announced that this is the first of a series. So it's like, no, it's gonna be a new mutant series. So or for them to be rescued uh... by the Mexico slash Canada, it's Canada, but Canadian border, isn't it? Oh, oh by, the the, kids. by the kids sort of from the end of Logan, because then you could go, Wait, it's set in the like fifty years into the future? Oh shit, uh... okay. So you're you're banking on basically not even the final act, but those final moments to make that thing worthwhile. Yeah, because then I go, oh, now I'm interested to see where you. you, So your 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 interest in the film sort of predicates on the bait for the next one, pretty much. Because the only thing that could interest me about this story would, like you say, be about these kids and that you know internal struggle of like, what am I? What is my place in Mm. this world? What is facing me out there? I would rather see that in an X-Men property told the way it should be freaking told in an X-Men property with these guys at the Xavier Academy with a focus on the students, yeah. not the teachers. It, the, I'd love to see that. Like, mm. there wasn't really any... That's what I like about X-Men, because I grew up in that um, the animated series, yeah, the X-Men yeah. Evolution Generation, so I, I want that okay. story. So, so just uh, to clarify, you, you want yeah. the, film to be horror, the House <laughs> of Horrors X-Men film... Just to that, be over you want, you want, you want, Yeah, you want that to... <laughs> The, to make the film good, you want that to be over and done with as quickly as possible and move to the the setting for every yeah. other X Men yeah. film. Not, no, not necessarily. Think about not it. necessarily. The House of Horror thing can work. It could work, but I think you have to use that. It it has to be more psychological in a way that the House of Horrors are experiencing is sort of mirroring their experience as being viewed by society as oh, as, as being vilified. Yeah, as they are, and it's sort <laughs> of like confronting that is cathartic and allows them to become more comfortable than themselves. Right. Okay. But if if it's just a bunch of kids isolated and not abandoned in an asylum without any sort of interaction from the outside world, which might not be the case because we've seen so little of the film in this trailer, mm. and then clearly um, from I mean just from uh, having a quick chat earlier and having watched them, like it's clearly. Like relatively rough oh, footage God, yeah. that we're seeing. Yeah, it's yeah. not like in no way is this Which finished. Which is of course why there's next to no powers in it. Yeah. Yes. Well, so yeah, there's almost it? no indication of their mutantiness yeah. at yeah. all. Who's Maisie Williams' character? Is it Wolf- She's Wolfsbane. Yeah. yeah. Like we were saying, when we were like, if the trailer had just one shot of her wolfing out or starting to wolf out, people yeah. would at least sort of 
on that, you know, just, just plain viewing it on Twitter, on their phone, on the, on the toilet in the morning mm. level of like, oh my God, and there was that bit where Sansa's, uh, Sansa, Arya. Arya. Where Arya Stark turned into a werewolf. The wolf girl turns yeah. into a wolf girl. Yeah, then everyone would back yeah. away going, oh mate, that looks sick. But instead everyone's sort of like, oh, it looks like it could be spooky. Why do you think they have released the footage then? If that, if, no if they, idea. I, I think is it, because it, it, presumably the release stays isn't for a while. I think it's all this unfinished. Year, late next year. Uh, April. It's April. It's April? Yeah. It's a, it's sh- April. It's a shout out pre-summer movie. Wow, so hang on. So what's up? It's like seven months. It's like a week. Fuck it's like that. It's like a, a couple of weeks before Infinity War is May for us, isn't it? They I haven't think. been shooting that long, have they? No, but I'll tell you it's this. It's in one location. They wouldn't say that long. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Oh, I suppose it's more post, isn't it? I'll, t- I'll tell you this from old lad. Um, I, God, I just, I just, I, I am not excited or intrigued. Mm. Well, I feel like for I, a film that we are I feel aren't... like it is being kind of diddled out a bit. Like, here mm. it is. There you go. Well, considering it's a film that... We've got to get some out on the two-year anniversary, two anniversary of Deadpool so people still Absolutely. think our movies yeah, are edgy, yeah, yeah. pretty much. It's a film that none of us, by the sounds of it, have any real interest in beyond the fact that it's a property that, you know, yeah, kind of falls I'm, within your... I'm, I'm fond... So I feel like we're spending an inordinate amount of time oh, on yes, it. yes, absolutely. Welcome... Welcome to podcasting, yeah. but I think, <laughs> ah, I think the me, wonderful world. The reason, the of reason podcasting. why, the reason why I always get hung up on these X Men movies, even though I don't tend to like them, is because it's a property that I have a very deep fondness for, mm. yeah. both out of nostalgia and of actually. But the diminishing returns at oh, this absolutely. point for you, surely. Like, I always must want be, it to be good. It's still there, still in the back of your head. Good. This might be the one. And it's just like New Mutants, okay. But then the, I don't understand what they're doing with it. Like, you take, we look at the power set of the characters that you've got in this. Yeah, who, who, who have you been so, able to recognize? You, you recognize Wolf's only, Bane. Only because yeah. they've been named in the cast. Oh, like, not because you can see any distinguishing features. Well, because features they're not wearing any costumes. Well, or well, don't use any of the ma- powers. Magic's the only one I think you can visually recognize in the Because trailer. she's got the blonde hair, yeah. Because um, she has blonde hair. Which has yeah, that weird sort of pointy fringe thing. And, the and that's very blonde. specific to her, isn't it? Yeah, character design yeah. always sort of right. Also, she's supposed to be Colossus' younger sister. Russian, then. Yeah, she's on the Anna Rasputin. That's her name. You have power so, bar. He's good, he's good protein. The Russian character's surname is what? Rasputin. Of course it is. The 70s. Yeah, yeah. Right? The sh- 70s. Sh- 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 yeah, yeah. Sh- sh- um, so... <laughs> so let's look at the... Let's look oh, at that, was, that was all the explanation. No, comics... The 70s. Comics are down. Let's look at the, the, the power sets. I need, to stop, I need to stop with them. I'm and how they... apologise. <laughs> so these are the characters <laughs> and their power sets and how they relate... They see how they relate to the story, right? Leanna <clears throat> okay. Rasputin slash Magic, played by Annie Taylor-Joy. Magic is a teleporter. A teleport like... takes her through the limbo dimension. Right. Demonic. Okay. And then she later learns how to harness demonic and magic powers. To wield demonic strange. abilities. Yeah. Um, okay. Basically, I can see how that would fit into a horror movie. Yes, yeah. yep, demon stuff, sure. Especially if she was accidentally causing it. Oh, she yeah messed it up. She messed up a a bamf. Yeah, yeah. And then exactly something came with there me. Has, that's a lot of the early <laughs> horror king or something. Like, they could pull from a lot from early New Mutant stuff for horror stuff in that because she does like spend time in demon dimensions and becomes like the queen of limbo. Like when she's first introduced, she's very young. <laughs> so much information. I know. Like, I know. So quickly. I'm lost. She. But she starts off. Queen of the limbo dimension. Okay, don't worry about that. Basically, oh, what happens sure. with sure, sure. with the uh, magic is when she's introduced, she's, she's like eight or nine, and then she disappears for a while because she mm. gets stuck in limbo. 
and then Richard Cumberbatch is a teenager, the same age as the rest of the New Mutants. Are full of um, uh, um, unbaptized infants as well. Yeah, of course. Because that's where they end up. Um, That's where they all go. Um, They all just chill out. Not anymore. The Catholic Church took that back. Uh, Oh, did they renege on that? Speaking of Catholics... Sorry, pop culture podcast. Uh, Um, Maisie Williams is playing uh, Rain Sinclair slash Walt Spain, Mm. who is a very religious young Scottish girl who who turns into a wolf, basically. Oh, she's doing a bit of an accent, is she? Uh, We'll we'll see. Um... And of course, that she she turns into a beast, which is vicious, and she has, but she's quite. Wait, which um, the beast is vicious, or the beast is called vicious? No, the beast is is, is vicious. Who's on stage? She turns into a wolf, so it's a vicious beast. A vicious beast. Yeah, it's okay. Not, she's not okay. a beast called vicious. She's, okay, okay. Um, sorry, I thought it might have been like a like a pseudonym or something, this, like a drag she's name. This quite conservative, <laughs> young, sheltered life religious girl who turns into this wild beast and that's oh, okay, scary okay. for her. Right, right, right. Um, I can see how that would fit into a horror movie. Uh, Charlie Heaton, Sam Guthrie slash Cannonball. Okay. He flies around and wrecks things. He basically has a blasting field, mm. which lets him like fly around on a ball of kinetic energy and bust through things. He came in like a cannon. Cannonball. That's pretty much it. Yeah, cannonball. He's, he's, he's a human what, cannonball. He's a human cannonball. Without yeah. the loading into a cannon. Yeah. Yep. How's that going to fit into a horror movie? I don't care. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't feign interest in that exactly, one. Exactly. I'm sorry. It's the, I, I like Cannonball. It's a bland character. It's and a, a bland power. Like, it's not... It's not. Yeah, it's not... It's not yeah. Um, <laughs> Danielle Moonstar slash Mirage being played by Blue Hunt. Mirage is an illusionist. That could work. Mm-hmm. She's also Native American. Or supposed to be. Yeah. So... It's a diversity thing. And do we know anything about the actor? Is she? She's fairly new, so she. She's not like the Johnny Depp style Native American, is she? She doesn't look. She appears rather Caucasian in her picture, but it's difficult to tell. It's difficult to tell. No, just, just yeah, just because um, the Johnny Depp thing really bummed me out. But so, no, that's a separate thing. That's important because it's important for a number of reasons. One, the whole demon bear saga that I mentioned—that is Mirage who has that inner demon mm. who bumps to the limbo dimension. No, that's magic. That's magic. Who's Mirage? With a K. Mirage. Um, so this illusionist character, she is, oh, yeah, the she's thing. haunted by her inner demons, not in a literal sense, but okay. then it then embodies as the demon bear when her illusion powers get out of control. Okay, that that would that lead into totally the work. weird, like yeah, um, that could totally <laughs> hand pressy on the yeah, wall, yeah, the hand pressy um, wall thing, like, like, <laughs> the that, Freddy Krueger moment, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Freddy Krueger, exactly. <laughs> um, so I can see where they're going with that. It has the demon veil lineage. Of course, they got the the whole problematic thing of her being Native American and then leaning it into that magical background, which can lead you into some unfortunate stereotypes. Yeah, which it being out of the eighties is something that you can look at in the comics and go. Well, that was of its time when we moved on from that. Yeah. But if you're doing, leaning into that heavily in this film, that could be problematic. But we'll see. Um, so, and then finally you've got Henry Zaga playing Sunspot, Roberto da Costa. You've seen Sunspot, he's in the beginning of Days of Future Past. He absorbs he's some light. He's Fireman. Yeah. He absorbs some light for power, gets super strong, projects fire, can fly a little bit. Again. It's like a super really Yeah. Pretty absorbs much. Absorbs some light and spit fire. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, super hot fire. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Mutant so, powers. I got them. 
Uh, again, yeah, it doesn't seem doesn't seem mega <laughs> yeah. appropriate, but so you've confined got, horror-esque. So you've got, like, yeah. out of these five characters, you've got three characters whose, whose powers can kind of lean to that, and two characters who are just, like... There. There, yeah, mm. which is weird. So it's... What's the betting that the majority of the plot for all of them, bar maybe one, is... No, don't use your powers. Oh, I'm afraid to. Oh, all right, then I won't. And then at the end, they'll all come together and use their powers and the day will be saved. I mean, I, we'll see. It's I, early days. Yeah, I, I hesitate to speculate too much, but just from the kind of... <laughs> how how derivative the trailer oh, seems, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of uh, plot device wouldn't be out of place, yeah. I don't think. Just, just from what I've seen. Yeah. It, it remains something I have little to no interest in, and, and I mean, if they if they've shot this thing so quickly and shoving it out in April, I imagine it's the kind of thing Fox has little to no interest in, to be honest. Other yeah. than like keeping their license, basically. Yeah, it's like we got uh, uh, Logan came out early last year. We need to make sure this next one film comes out early this year, yeah. and then we'll move on. Actually, my, my best hope for it is that Fox not being that interested or invested in it means that the filmmakers have a bit of freedom, and it ends up being interesting. Interesting. If has that good. ever been the case? Deadpool. Uh, but Deadpool had some very, very extraordinary circumstances yeah, around that yeah, thing's yeah, release. That's like true. that, that's true. That, you know that 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 came with a whole bunch of caveats. Yeah. You know, a lot of things needed to happen for Deadpool. And of course, to Ryan Reynolds threw his weight behind it, which well, yeah, and also you know also intentionally leaked yeah, a yeah. whole bunch well, yeah, of concept I mean. footage. Like, he used his cloud to get that stuff out yeah. there, and then threw his weight. So behind I don't. I, yeah, that, that, this up. doesn't seem to be having yeah. the same kind of. Thing I would imagine that it is, you know, as firmly under you know Fox's thumb as possible to be. Jesus, Charlie, you and I have been talking about this film for twenty minutes. Let's talk Can we move on, please? I tried. Please. I tried. I, I know you tried. I'm so you sorry, let me, man. I'm so sorry. I, I think we've spent more time talking about it than anyone behind. Oh, the speaking of the kid from Stranger head. Things with weird hair. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Black Panther. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we also. Oh my <laughs> Christ. I can see how you fuckers waffle on so much well, now. Well, that's the same problem. I, I'm so invested in like the franchise that I which have one to... the Stranger Things franchise. Yeah, Stranger. Let's yes. talk about that. Yes, yes, please. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. It, yeah. I, I'm a victim of my own obsession, but yes, Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> looks fucking great. <laughs> Weird <laughs> time <laughs> to drop a trailer. Looks like oh, two weeks before it comes out. What we're saying yeah. maybe it's the Halloween push though. Yeah. Like, people get excited for Halloween. Let's remind them there's yeah. something that they're going to well, binge watch. And also something coming out with the next Netflix uh, kind of model. It doesn't really matter. No. Like, so whenever that trailer comes out, it's almost irrelevant because the stuff's there and it's available the whole time. Yeah. It means it's just that like in that lead up to Halloween. Because that's when it's when it's sort of when it's most timely in terms. They of, want to push those subscriber numbers. That's exactly what it is. For, yeah, the people, the people who have Netflix, they know full well how good Stranger yeah. Things are, just considering the numbers at the start. And like it's, they know when it's coming because that shit's all over Netflix. Exactly. Yeah. Old. Exactly. Um, but yeah, this is absolutely for the people who are like, oh, I need something spooky to watch over Halloween. Yeah. Stranger Things <laughs> or lap subscribers, perhaps. Possible. Well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that 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 thing looks good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's please spend twenty minutes talking about this because it actually looks great. I almost, it's almost more difficult to talk about. It's just like, yeah, it's it just looks straight really good. good. It's like, satisfying already. Yeah. It's like, uh, just guys, just go watch it. It's like the sort of thing yeah. we don't need to speculate on. <laughs> like, this, sex, it's, it's just sex. like it. One, it's out in two weeks. It's torches and tendrils and two, terror. Oh my! We know there's going to be 
Like, we know a lemon's going to come back somehow. We know Sean Astin's in it. We know everyone else yes, is back. That, that I really appreciated. I, I like a I, bit of Sean Astin. And anyone um, that's a fan of the... The sort of genre the stuff that Stranger Things on, is yeah. based on oh, yeah. will really appreciate the show. Because we, we, uh, we love a bit of a Goonies connection. Um, and he's, yeah, he's got... Yeah. He's he's not... Um, uh, he's not sort of... Uh, sort of shameless in a way. Like, no. Because he's, no, no, no. Yeah, he's a nice... He's a nice addition. It's not... You know, necessarily like a Corey Feldman, which well, might be like, a bit most like, wait, that, that guy was only, a, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, well, Sean Astin is a proven, and Come on, elsewhere, yeah, quality actor. Um, he's Raphael. He is Raphael. And he's That's doing a great job. True. He's doing a great um, job as Raphael. I don't see if there's any other big um, additions well, to the second series, but I don't The people who are retroactively so. going to be a bigger deal. <clears throat> seeing David Arbour makes me very happy now because I'm like, yay! Yeah. Oh, and also Hellboy! I forgot about yes, that for a second! He's yay. going to be Hellboy, which is good. Um, but yeah, there doesn't seem to be any other huge additions <clears throat> to season two. Um, Lots of giant cast. tentacle Cthulhu monster. Yes, there is a giant <laughs> That's tentacle Cthulhu monster. For some reason, I can't see who's playing the giant tentacle Cthulhu monster. It's not something that's being <laughs> listed... Here on IMTP. It'll be the same guy um, from The Mist. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he gets everywhere. He, he does that well. He does it a lot. He played the Cloverfield monster. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. He was a stand-in for uh, five tripods at once in the Spielberg War of the Worlds. Yes, yeah. yeah. Gets cool. a lot of work, actually. Cool. He's doing um, all right. He's like the deep Roy of tall people. Mm. <laughs> no, well, one thing... Oh, go on. One okay, thing okay. I do hope for Stranger Things season two, actually, is that Winona Ryder's arc for the season is not just I'm crazy panicked mother again. Don't get me wrong. Where's my boy? Yeah. Where's my boy? And this thing. What's happening to my boy? Now that he's back, why is he weird? My boy! My boy! boy. I love Winona Ryder in this. Mm. I, mean, I, I love Winona Ryder. And she owes this series like a, yeah, a fair like, amount. This like, brought in terms her back of a career revival, yeah. And, um, and I think, but I, I do generally think Winona Ryder is a great actress. Who as I've seen as enough of recently. But still, you know, like, like um, as as the way with these things, stocks rise and they fall. Yeah, yeah. And I think she's to admit, like, she didn't play the game the way a lot of people did, mm. which is kind of why she faded from the public eye. And she, well, and also, you know, not just. I mean, she also was bad at the game. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. The what little she did play, she was not good at it. Yeah, like, you know, the you know, shoplifting. Does. No, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, I mean, it, it makes things look nice. And, yeah. you know, I ain't going to complain that I'm getting more one on a rider. No. But I'd just like it to have a little more to do in this season. I agree. Nice. I agree. Um, um, I think that kind of crazed, hanging up lights, um, being quite manic, it was... as. A perfect amount of that yeah, for the entirety of the absolutely of valid that reaction first. for that characters have. Yeah, if, if that is just a continuation of that, that could potentially get a bit trying. Yeah, but unless it's harnessed, it, unless she's yeah, got some kind but of see, or she's that's... the expert on. I think I know how to communicate mm. with this, and it's more of a I'm choosing to do mm. this rather than oh my god. But that that would be <laughs> a very small kind of oh, maybe that could be a problem in a in a trailer that is so yeah, full of, of stuff. Of stuff. Of like that is stuff. And like Victorians giving away... And, streets and new cast members and dreams. Yeah. And look at this tentacle thing in the clouds. It's <laughs> it's like, it's busy, but it's not messy. Yeah, it's like, showing you a lot, lot going on in like there. Like the Star Wars trailers do. It shows you an awful lot, mm. but it doesn't actually tell you anything. 
speaking up, which shows us quite a lot, but tells us very little. <laughs> hey. Hey. We always spent five minutes on Stranger Things. What's going on? But it's, uh, it's much easier. It's it's much yeah, easier it's to so wax much. lyrical on stuff that's going to cause problems. Absolutely. Then because to talk about something that is proven itself to be great and is it's only shaping up to be great again yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it, it would be kind of, kind of uh, extraneous de- you know yeah, uh, yeah. waffling on our part to... which not the not, not, not the weird not that you're ever guilty of that we're not, we're not averse to extraneous waffling here we thrive on it but yes besides the time code for the first section is just going to be called New Mutants colon why why <laughs> so it's, it's technically a discussion rather than a review which is a really open ended question why is this thing? Why are we talking about it so much? Why can't man just let it the fuck go? Yes. Um, I was feeding you. I know. Feeding you out. You know yes, what? and no, let's carry on. But no, no, the um, thing I quickly wanted to mention about um, the Stranger Things is, is the, um, the soundtrack, not just the, the, oh, the final, God, like the really yeah. weird 90 degree kind of hard <laughs> turn <laughs> into the yeah. theme song. Sort of Wonder Woman esque sort of like just, hard <laughs> turn into theme song. Just the, 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 the soundtrack throughout. Is that, like, this, this is what I was searching for. Is the um, uh, is it Philip Glass? The, the, the is it Philip Glass? No, it's not, no. I must say, it's, oh. it's got that kind of sound to it. But yeah, like, no, like, I know like, Watchmen style thing. That kind of slight synth, slight kind of orchestral sound, which I think is amazing, particularly because it kind of indicates the escalation of what the series potentially could be. Another reason why you should watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I should watch Tony Blair, but I don't Tony Blair. Yeah, I will this do it. fucking score. Yeah, the Vangelis esque, but not um, Vangelis. Van Zimmer Vangelis. by way of Vangelis. Um, yes, I know. I know exactly what I mean. I mean, strangely enough, that's been one of the things about that original about Stranger Things that was so arresting is the score mm. because it does, like you say, it does so perfectly encapsulate that sort of escalation and the feel mm. of the of the period. Visually, it's very beautiful. Mm. Very beautiful looking thing. It really is. Um, Last year's colour yeah. scheme obviously was a lot of kind of reds and 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 dark greys and things yeah. like that. This series looks like it's embracing more like blues and little, yeah, like, little it, like, bits of green creeping. It in. seems like a long time ago now when something was referred to as televisual yeah. as an insult. Yeah. Like this is, it has such a beautiful and unique aesthetic. Whilst yeah. borrowing borrowing heavily from other things, but it's. It's in no way hampered by the fact that it's an episodic. No. Yeah. It's, in, it's, if anything, it's... it it benefits from it because yeah. you can tell such a deeper story and have that visual language sort of deepen <laughs> and broaden across a length of time, as opposed to it being, you know, mm. spread over. Two, you can achieve some hours. nuance with it, as opposed oh, to absolutely. kind of like the absolutely. like M Night Shyamalan of red stuff is bad. Yeah. I mean, look at like, something. You know, you can have like some real like. A whole palette and a whole spectrum yeah. to the sounds, the color, and the 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 way you know the way did, things. Did look you and sound, see yeah. American Gods? I have yet to see American. The American Gods, Gods did some beautiful stuff with like visual motifs uh, and sort of color palette changes. And, and it and really was a shot untreated in that show, yeah. and in um, a good way. It was all very consciously. But like you're saying, that sort of tele- that televisual mm. broad palette mm. um, use of theme and stuff. Um, it did that. Did that beautifully. I think it's you know it is. I think this is all kind of stemming back to Game of Thrones. We've talked 
we've touched on this before how the way like Game of Thrones sort of paved the way for new genre TV and, and oh, yeah, so I like, think I think and even, 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 even before Game of Thrones, like Game Rome Bre- kind of put a toe in that water. Breaking, I think Breaking, and then did, Game of, Breaking Game of Thrones, Bad's like, not genre, through. but Breaking Bad I think was the thing that reminded everybody what like appointment television was and real again, long form like, like, you will have that long form week by week to find mm. out what happens yeah. next which, and yeah. it, which also incidentally yeah. lent quite heavily into its kind of visual storytelling and oh, absolutely. storytelling absolutely. like upon repeat viewing and reflection that stuff has got some you could watch potentially watch that thing on silent and you could get oh yeah, yeah an yeah. entire kind of visual story told that way yeah but um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm, I've got incredibly high hopes for me too. Stranger Things, but you know that that's like saying water is wet. You know that that thing is <laughs> yeah. That thing is going to be great. such a home run last time that uh, for it to be anything other than fantastic at this point would be a crushing disappointment. Uh, so. Yeah, and but hey, 2017 is not over. We've got room for more crushing disappointments. That's true. But that's true. Looking forward against 2018, as you uh, again tried to steer us towards, and we crushed your segue like a bug underfoot no it's good no <laughs> I'm a, this is this is my fault for, try, for um, trying to take the reins of a show that's no, not mine no, do, hey, do you take hey, the hey, reins as long I just got excited as long as you don't freeze I never freeze Black Panther uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you, you could, you, I was waiting for you uh, no, no, I was given it but then I thought it might be better to, to freeze <laughs> He said it with such conviction. <laughs> um, oh, God. Black Panther. Black yeah. Ruddy Panther. That looks like a great movie. And, and like you were saying it's... earlier, shows you so much, tells you absolutely nothing. This is its second full trailer, isn't it? I think yeah. so. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah we've, we're like... I think technically the first one was a teaser. What's the differentiation? Um... Marketing speech, basically. Yeah, it's like marketing um, box. Full tra- a teaser trailer tends to come in about a minute and a half. Oh, it's most. to do with length. Yeah, right. and like full trailers come in like upwards of two minutes, nearly three, depending mm, on right. the, the, the film. All we know is by jingos, like you say, this one doesn't really give too much away, but we at least know it's going to be a no. big focus on T'Challa an... and what he wants, like what his place is in his kingdom now. Yeah, like, again, mm. king of your own nation. It's establishing you visual now. language. Yeah. It's like, how, know, how, yeah. What, what effect are you going to make? What is the world mm. he rules over? Who are his people? Who are his, his, uh, his warriors who fight on his side? Mm. Who are the people who are rising up to make a point? Mm. Yeah, because as someone who has no real knowledge of Black Panther or I mean, had not, any interest prior to... I'm not particularly up on Black Panther lore, like it's not a core of the Marvel Universe, I'm mm. particularly well versed in um, it. My, my only knowledge of him for a long time was just that he was Storm's husband for a bit. Yeah. That's all I, mm. that's all I knew of him. I was like, oh, he's cool. Then I bought the action figure. So I'm, yeah, coming to this as a relatively sort of blank slate and it's sort of an immediate like, I, I don't know much about this guy, yeah. but I certainly want to know more. He's a cool motherfucker, I'll yeah. tell you that. It was such a smart freaking decision to, to debut the character in Civil War, to, to pick yeah, a different so... stage where everyone's eyes were already on it, and go, while we're here, mm. meet T'Challa. Like, Which again gave him his yeah. um, kind of, uh, sort of impetus to, yeah, yeah. to, to like, there, from there, like sowing the seeds of that kind of character development. They're not just going... Here he is, but also yeah. why he will be again. Like you know? now, seeing Phil <laughs> moving towards everything with the light touches, <laughs> will be in the next film. But right now, yeah. for, for some people's complaints about it, like seeing Phil move towards long form storytelling in an episodic way, mm. 
which very specific it, yeah. studio films. It has its detractors at uh, that style, and it has its imitators, which have completely failed to grasp that sort of style. Oh, all of them. Yeah. Like, them I mean, managed. it's just been, it's been laughable. Laughably yeah. tragic, in a way. I mean, look at the dark, we got, I think, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, look at the dark universe, the next dark universe film <sighs> has been, has been postponed. Well, I'll, that, I'll, be, I'll be put by that, that thing. Died. That thing was dead. It's cancelled because of how fucking terrible the mummy was. Because because what? Here's an idea: if you're going to start episodic filmmaking, don't tell us that's what you. Yeah, doing. exactly. That's why this whole Marvel thing worked. It mm. worked because it grew. Well, it grew as as organically as a, a big corporate manoeuvre can. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, think, like, I think they had the basic game plan, didn't they? Of like, we're doing Iron Man, and Paramount mm. are doing Hulk, and we've had a word with them, and we're going to put a little teaser at the end of Hulk that ties it to Iron mm, Man, yeah. and we'll see how people feel about that idea. Yeah, I, I don't. Think whilst whilst really, we've planned yeah, some pre-production the, on on three other movies, oh, people liked it. Right, filler movie, Iron Man Two. Mm. Let's get the keep the ball rolling. And put all of our money into Thor and Captain America, and then we'll see if we can do the big party film. Oh, we did! This is great! The the, the thing that everyone (laughs) beyond Marvel seemed to be uh, getting so totally wrong is that they are sacrificing the short-term beginning, middle, end of the film for the... The the the, 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 the long form yeah. bigger picture stuff, which is what not what Marvel did. They the, yeah. it was such a slow burn, and like they would they would they would drop you know uh, story seeds here there, and they would gradually let those kind of branch out and grow elsewhere. Because I think if anything, they learned from I, Iron Man Two feels a little overstuffed with that stuff. I yes, Man, exactly. So, but they, definitely, a... they definitely learned from that and pulled back on it. Yeah, Iron Man Two was a placeholder. They kind of got the... back into it with. Age of Ultron, like that was a little hairy. Um, yeah, but like, if you compare it to the rest of the market, oh yeah, the, what they do, like... what they do, the first film, like you have uh, your your Man of Steel, that is neither here nor there. You go into Batman, very Superman, and that spunks its load. <laughs> it's just everywhere. <laughs> you spunk ten years. There's worth, literally work there of is, growth and development there is in a three-hour film. There is literally a teaser trailer for the other superheroes in the film. Like, oh, the, it's, uh, the, the JPEG moment. Yeah, Lex Luthor's done graphic designs for and everything. It's, it's creating his own logos. It's it's completely <laughs> misunderstanding why we found that Marvel stuff interesting yeah. to begin with. Because everyone's playing catch-up, everyone's front-loading. Meanwhile, Marvel are just going, you know what? We can actually afford to make some mistakes and make some silly decisions yeah. like in Humans and Iron Fist and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of... It's kind of given them the... F- they bought that goodwill up front so now they have the freedom to fuck up. Yeah. Although Black Panther doesn't look like it's going to be a fucking... It looks like it's going to be another sort of... Which they kind of have to... They have to go strong on this stuff now because they're moving into the next generation of. Well, yeah, as, as contracts are, gra- are you know yeah. going to gradually coming up, and they are, uh, and 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 very very firmly established members of that. Yeah. Uh, long form like, story are going to be dropping away. We're not going to be able to get many more movies out of Robert Downey Jr. Like, it, it, no. regardless of his, in, like, regardless there isn't of his enough money on the planet at yeah. this point. <laughs> one, one, they're not going to be able to afford him past a certain point, and two, he's just. The dude's, yeah, he like 
I know, I know, just I know. give him the Nicholson deal. He'll I know, show I know, up. So yeah. you're not just he's in a bloody good shape, but he's done oh, yeah, not just, oh, well, not just in the back end. <laughs> it's, it's worth it just for yeah. the content, because he's been there for <clears throat> 11 years? Yeah. Maybe 12 yeah. years by the time, 12, 13 years by the time Infinity was there. And, and like you mentioned, like with mm. the Stranger Things when on a rider, I think he owes a debt to Marvel Studios oh, for yeah. taking that time and like relaunching his career and making him the biggest a, star. A, a, a bigger star than he's than he ever was when he was at his peak oh, before that, yeah, yeah, before yeah. he before he went off the rails completely. Um, like they just they they pulled him back from the brink and and put him all over the world. Like they pulled say. him out of that cave and they stuck an artificial heart. In and his he chest. built this <laughs> in a cave. The, the house of mouse. <laughs> It's Robert Downey Jr. Brand new heart. <laughs> his heart has... Reconstructed has, after ma- um, years of massive heroin. His, his, his heart <laughs> is now three consecutive circles. Concentric <laughs> circles. <Yeah. laughs> I think it's this This movie is sort of the first of that next wave that really need to land. It needs to, yeah. Um, and I think it, I think we're like, in, in terms of quality, mm. it, it, looks, it looks the dog's bottom. It's... Mm. it's just Again, the, it's just—it's so cool. Just the talent involved as well. Oh god, yeah. Like, just my god, <laughs> like it's nuts. God, yeah. That man over behind yeah, we, down we, we, in front of the camera. Uh, did you see? I, I've got to bring it up. Go on, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's, I think it's, it's doing the rounds as a tweet at the minute for like, uh, like, can we archive? This is one of the best terrible puns in history. But basically, someone pointed out the poster which was released the same day. Which is all the cast members, like so same main cast members, like villains, heroes, supporting cast, and someone pointed out it's it's weird to see just like two white guys on the poster and it's the sea of you know like yeah. non-white faces. Only, it's, only two. It's different. So it's many just, people. Two bi- white men. It's Bilbo and Gollum. Yeah. And someone replied absolutely perfectly that the Tolkien white guys. Fucking perfect! It was beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful, but it is like again, not to, not to, not to go too deep into it because um, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm not very articulate, mm-hmm. but um, it is refreshing to see a big poster for an upcoming massive studio release that isn't mm-hmm. as weird as it sounds to say, like a sea of white faces. No, it's, it's refreshing. It's true because it's it's another. Uh, it's sort of, it's almost like a, it's almost like a wake thing. up in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like like the whole uh, kind of nonsensical theory that's you know uh you know all uh female casts they don't sell yeah, or, or, yeah. or you know or if it's people of color they don't sell it, it's, it's, it's weird it's, it's I, completely I, bizarre and i'm i'm almost certain this film will you know yeah. I, I show that up completely it's strange i as a, I as a white man looking at this at, at this film full of, of characters of color and and see and and I find that I have no trouble relating to the cast or the events on screen. <laughs> Almost as if it doesn't really matter. <laughs> what ethnicity the people on screen right. are. Like, You're taking because, notes? Most of fucking Hollywood? Because... You're taking notes? Yes, you may be from different cultures, but we all have a base level of the human experience that keep, we can interrelate with. Like, f- come on. I agree that it is utterly irrelevant, but it is almost certainly yeah. a point of contention that will come up once yeah. the film is released. And it's, and it's nice to see a studio throw the weight behind that. Yeah. yeah. Because it's going to prove... Like, in the same way that I think one woman proved the point in that a female-led, yeah. female-directed yeah. um, action genre film can do well, mm. not just do well, but and be what, good. Yeah, not just commercially, but also critically yeah. as well. Yeah. And and that was also a, a win that, that Warner Brothers fucking badly needed mm. with their DC movies. Um, 
when they're making capitalize on that remains to be seen. Um, and I think there's a lot of goodwill that they were able to kind of recover from. Yeah. The previous yeah. few films, Dawn of Jaundice and and big old silly squad, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And I think. I think... What are we? Some I, kind of mediocre movie squad? Yes. Yes, you are. Someone get one over that. I think Disney are quite smart about this because I think they've also done well to build their Star Wars franchise off the back of a female and a black lead. Yes. Um, mm. And having those two characters be like the forefront. Oh, so do you... Are you um, wait, just to clarify, just because of audio, that it's more <laughs> of like a cynical marketing move? Or that it's smart because... I, I don't I, think it's a cynical marketing mm, move. I think it's a smart marketing move. I think Dis- Disney are sort of what a lot of people are un- unfortunately referring to it to as, as like pushing it. But I think they're doing it because they're like, have you noticed that everyone else has no problem with it? Yeah. Small group of people with loud voices complaining. It's both within the business side of it mm. and the audience side of it. Star Wars Forces of Destiny, for example. Yeah. All these animated shorts and action figures they've been releasing, the dolls. They are slightly... Well, yeah, but they've all been female lead Empath- characters. There hasn't been any male lead character of these. Yeah. But in the same way, they, I mean, I just find it refreshing because they've been putting like the, the toys for it, for example. Yeah. And it's like there's no over like, overtly pink thing about it or anything like this. It's just like suddenly girls have got Ray with a blaster and BB-8 in mm-hmm. the girls section, and it's like good, okay. So I, that, that that's what Force of Destiny in that sense is going. Hey, look. Kids love this shit too. Girls are buying these toys. I, I, Boys I, uh, are watching the cartoon that it's based on. Like, I have a pair. What's of clo- your problem, marketing mm-hmm. people? I have a pair of close friends who have. You Do know, you? Who have two children? Where are they? Between. Sure. <laughs> okay. who, who, who have two children? The youngest. The youngest is. is I apologise. I'm going to get her age wrong. She's six. Uh, she's, I don't think the six-year-old's listening. Maybe six-year-old. She's a little. She's a little girl. She's six, <laughs> and she. As much as she loves like the pink princessy stuff and the Disney princess like Frozen, Tangled, Moana stuff. I mean, Moana being a Disney princess and and the sort of the less traditionally feminine and also westernized culture aspects of that mm. character mm. in that film is is the fact that she that she as a British white girl relates so strongly to that. I think says something about the the um the ubiquity of humanity as opposed to cultural and ethnic um, borders, shall we say. Mm. Um, but then, again, she's also big into superhero stuff because there have started to emerge enough female superhero characters in, mm. not not necessarily in, in I think live-action film can still do better, but in, in media yeah. as a whole, like <clears throat> she loves DC superhero girls. Which is absolutely a, a cynical cash grab aimed at the, at, the, at the young girl market, but it's working. And you know, regardless of the cynical, I mean, Disney have got got plenty of cynical implications, but they're still doing good stuff and important stuff. Mm. Um, it's giving an in and strong female role models to girls. I mean, she loves Ray from Star Wars. She loves Black Widow. She loves Supergirl. She loves Wonder Woman. And it's just really great to to see this. To see the six-year-old girl light up when she talks about superheroes, as someone who's loved superheroes as, as long as I can remember, that sort of that yeah. unity. And it is people. it is good that a, a a studio as influential and enormous and powerful as Disney and Marvel are bankrolling this. Yeah, you have a responsibility because, to push. That yeah, as, because it, yeah, yeah, it is their response because they are the most visible. They are being seen by the most eyes, and 
it like even sort of aside from a business thing because it does make perfect sense as a business thing. Oh yeah. But as a as a company kind of pushing forward culturally, it is their they are duty bound to yeah. to Absolutely. to put their weight behind this, and it's because that that kind of stuff will end up trickling down. Yeah, you, you, they. The the big guys have to do this. Mm. Yeah, you prove yeah. to the world, to the to the people that have been erroneously saying that you know female directed, written, led um, uh, films they can't make money. Yeah, you prove to them that they can. Mm-hmm. You you, you say you're, you're, you're told that an all black and... cast, yeah. you know, cannot possibly make money beyond very specific markets. You prove them. You know, you prove them wrong because it is it, because. Any anyone with any kind of lick of sense knows that that's not true, and it is up to you as the yeah. you know the most. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, I don't know if come. No, yeah, absolutely. Point. No, no. I we live. My looks super good. <laughs> we live these conversations. I love getting. I I love getting into the sort of. I think because I think that's where pop culture is important because it allowed you to jump mm. into because that's the thing that questions. superheroes and the sort of comic genre films can do because yeah. the whole point is that. Those barriers, they aren't there. Yeah. Like it's the great equaliser. And and you go back to earlier comics, and that's absolutely not the case. Like I'm reading a lot of oh, no, 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 Marvel, no, no. Like, mm-hmm. and a lot of the stuff he's like super racist in in retrospect, particularly um, in Iron Man. Particularly in yeah. Iron Man, there's a lot of yellow peril characters in Iron Man, and a lot of evil commies in Iron Man and Thor. Strangely, like there's a lot of mm. evil comics. I don't know what that's about. Um, but <laughs> because Thor's such a great well, representation of. Truth, justice in the American way. You know, this Nordic god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this Aryan figure. Oh, God, that's yeah. unfortunate. Um, but it is literally the thing yeah. that, you know, children can be looking at, and it can be this kind of aspirational if, thing. You know? If you buy into the idea, as I do, of comic book, comic books, and particularly superheroes, as modern myth. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And exactly. modern mythology, then that allows you to... And, and I said this about genre t- storytelling, particularly science fiction before, it allows you to hold that mirror up to reality and use it as mm. social commentary and a way of telling stories that can inspire us to do better. That's why I, that's why I like Superman as a character, even though he's, he's, he's so often executed badly. Mm. But the idea of the character is yeah. so brilliant. It's like, look, we can be better. Yeah. Look at yeah. this man. Yeah. This, you know, this, this super, super man. This super man. Which is why, which is why, it's why it's so worked <laughs> up about the character despite like the not being so much of him that's bad mm. because people just don't get that. I mean, that's why, I, I, that's why I, I mean, when we, we saw Man of Steel together, Charlie and we I. We did. And yeah. I remember saying at the time that I liked that first half a lot because it was kind mm. I felt like it was kind of building up Superman as this folk hero mm. and that inspirational figure and then it just kind of, Pissed yeah, after the halfway point, turned into a punching. <laughs> yeah, you went nowhere with it. Um, I, what a I, beautiful score. The more, oh, the more I think about, yeah, Jesus, yeah, so good. It's um, yeah, that 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 film gets rougher as yeah, yeah, as, as you continue to watch that. Yeah, it it, and I thought it started off with some promise as well. It really did. Yeah. It really, really did. Um, uh, and pissed it absolutely pissed it away. <laughs> but. uh yeah, so I, 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 I'm really, really excited yeah. for for Black Panther. Yeah, I'm a, a huge fan of the of the those who whose work I have seen mm. of the cast. I'm um, from just the 
visual style, the the soundtrack to the trailer, the mm, the, the song the, choice, both is, the trailers as well, just like that. It's real good. That first one, the the step into the spotlight, mm. just like yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah bring out this new property, let's the do it. Style, style. On, on displays, just it's unbelievable. St- it's Ryan Coogler, isn't it? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Um, oh, he's a yeah. uh, um, uh, Michael Michael B. Jordan alumni, I know. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, he directed and, and wrote uh, Creed with uh, Michael B. Jordan and Fruitvale Station with Michael B. Jordan, which is also great. Because <laughs> yeah. um, we see Michael B. Jordan as well as another as one of the very few uh, actors, I would say, at this point, because the kind of the age of the A list is kind of coming to an end. I think yeah. the kind of, it's kind of sort of. It doesn't. It doesn't exist in the same way that he and, used to. And you can also. But he's what he's yeah. got that thing about him where even if he is and he has been in something truly, truly awful, there is something about him that makes his time on screen yeah. worthwhile. Well, I was as, as earlier, like he's the only person to come out of Fantastic Four unscathed, mm. like he, which he has because he really has. Yeah, I, I think. I think largely in part. To Creed not being too far apart from Fantastic Four, yeah, yeah. they were and, pretty and, close together. And, and Marvel's and... openness on on giving uh, human torches another chance. Oh yeah, yeah, they love doing that. <laughs> um, but just oh, we're sorry your movies sucked. Hey, be Captain America. But like, I, I, it's <laughs> oh, one of those yeah. things you'll 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 forgive him for Fantastic Fantastic Four one because he's the best thing in it. Mm. And two, because then you just go and watch Creed and go, that guy is a yeah. fucking I mean, you would have star. to be a pretty poor business person in the film industry to not look at Michael B. Jordan and go, there is money there. Oh, man. This, yeah, like, is... you you put this guy in the right position and market, market the film in the right way. I can see the smirk, Chris. Here's episode just a reminder, this is episode 69 of the Giant Bombcast. I'm here with Chris this is and not Matt. the Giant Bombcast. Giant Bombcast. This I, is wish it, I wish it, it was sorry. a Giant Bombcast. It is now. I got, it's I got big into, damn cast. I got into radio voice. We're not, we're not, we're not, this is not the Giant Bombcast. Yeah. I am not Jeff I was, in, I was in radio voice. But the podquisition. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with the podquisition. Yeah. Uh, I got into radio voice. I apologize. <laughs> There's been, they've had significantly more than uh, 69. I'm Aaron Mankit, and this is law. It's not... <laughs> Hello, welcome to my my brother, my brother, me, and advice show for the modern era. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your oldest brother, Justin McRae. No, uh, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> any other podcast intros anyone can remember? No. Um, 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 I'm Roman Mars. That's every podcast on NPR. Um, <laughs> so, what's next on the contents, you giddy goose? So you, just just to summarise yeah, just to summarise of the three trailers that we have seen that we spent got a, like an hour talking about New Mutants Nay 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 uh, Strange Things Yay Black Panther Fuck so yes hard. so hard <laughs> so like I'm gonna pass out a Nay and two Yays from this week Yay da, 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 da. Um, <laughs> Now dun, 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 dun. I don't like the Daily Show <laughs> it just seems to fit I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't talk about video games on this show very often, uh, particularly often. No, because no, no, no. we play um, them on YouTube. Because we do play them on YouTube. You bastards, um, go watch them. Ah, uh, but this <laughs> some stuff happened this week which I I felt compelled to talk about. You did because you're being paid. You shill. That's not true. I wish I was. Uh, <laughs> EA Electronic Arts. What have they the, done? This one of the time. biggest publishers. In the world! Is it weird that when you said their initials, I just wanted to go, sports, it's in the game. game. Um, and then I felt a bit sick. So, but these guys are huge. 
EA they are the mm, big wigs. EA owned Visceral Games, who created the Dead Space franchise, one of my favourite horror games of all This time. is what I was looking up on my phone um, earlier. I was looking at their, yeah. their list of things that they yeah. have. That, they that, started off as another EA-owned studio, and then when EA was working on Dead Space, they renamed them yeah. Visceral. This is one of the few studios that EA is kind of grown and nurtured in-house to some level of yeah. success. Um, so they created Dead Space and then uh, after the Star Wars uh, rights got Acquisition out there... Acquisition from, uh, from Disney. Yeah, yeah, and they put the rights out there. EA basically... EA really wanted the rights bad so they basically had every studio, every creative in all of their studios coming up with ideas for Star Wars games and pretty much at the same time as, as Battlefront was announced um, they had... Say visceral or working on an adventure game, and then a couple months after that, um, okay, the visceral Star Wars, visceral game, Star Wars game that's going to be single player narrative focused. Oh, guess what? Amy Hennig's left Naughty Dog. She used the writer on Uncharted. Yeah, one, she, three. There, was, there was a, a, um, a big fallout during Uncharted 4's early development and, and stuff. I don't know if it was what, what, bitterness. It, so. I know she didn't want to do it. Well, yeah, the, um, well, well, shit, there was a version of her script and they'd even begun to record it. Oh, no, yeah, I do remember this now. I forgot uh, about this. Alan, yeah. Alan Tudjik was Rafe originally mm. and there was all this other stuff and, yeah, they'd, they'd done, like, a good month or two of work on it and then some internal dispute meant that she went, right, I'm walking, but you can't use my script and on my casting and they're like, oh, I really shit. took the, uh, took the toys and went yeah, home. So, which, which, which was fair enough. Although Chatted 4 worked out uh, well in the end, so... Yeah, but... That the, bit worked it out. Does, it does feel like the PS to yeah. a trilogy. The... But it's smart that these guys went, Amy Hennig, get over here. Yeah. We want to work with you. You're Visceral, amazing. Visceral snapper up. Yeah. And they set her to work on, um, on, as, as untitled lead, Star Wars lead script on this untitled Star Wars game. Narrative focused uh, action Star Wars game developed by Visceral made great action games mm. with Dead Space. And in the absence um, of a of the like the LucasArts slate that was coming out before yeah. it's kind of yeah. liquidation I think most there people is, there is I, I, I feel a personal kind of need for that kind of yeah. narrative I think people 16, 16, 16? 13, 13 13, 13 13, 13 people had seen that and gone oh and, and I think most people assumed that this visceral game was a replacement or working off a similar kind of yeah that, that's kind of that. what I was hoping um, visceral have been closed by EA they are dead they've been shuttered and uh, EA have turned around and said that this Star Wars game is being delayed. It was originally slated for late fiscal 2019, okay. which could have been as late as April 2020. Mm. Um, that's now been delayed because they're going to refocus the game into a less uh, linear, less narrative-focused single they, they, they're saying that there's not enough so market demand for a linear narrative focused single player experience which means they're going to make destiny with star it Wars sounds like yeah either yeah the uh player unknowns or yeah. battlegrounds or a destiny or that well, kind of weird they, thing yeah. that's the the focus testers have told us <sighs> this is popular it's Let's do what the other yeah. kids are doing. Let's say, and, and I think so. This is this. So now, Visceral are now on the scrap heap amongst. Dare, dare I list the studios please, that have been do have been bought and closed by EA? Bearing in mind, Visceral was in fact an in-house grown thing. But just to yeah. show, give you a sense of what the uh, EA are notorious for buying studios, milking them, and then yeah, them. throttling them until they turn blue and die, and then adding them to the pile. So, Maxis, 
Oh, who are God, the yeah. guys behind SimCity yeah. and The Sims. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mythic, who are behind oh. a Dark... I'm not going to list all the games they're part yeah. of. You, you, you look I, it up! I know Mythic, yeah. Uh, Bullfrog. Oh, fucking hell. Origin. Yeah. Westwood. DreamWorks Interactive. Oh. Phenomic. Black Box. Pandemic. Playfish. And New FX. And this is a... This is a... a a two-year-old article from Kotaku. There have been what, other studios what, since. I mean, and what did what are oh. NeverSoft doing? Oh no, never that's Activision. The, yeah. Um, yeah. And just given the kind of and this is something that's been covered on, on on mediums elsewhere, but this is this is the cycle that they kind of go by time and time again. They to the point where it almost seems dangerous to even have a conversation. Yeah, with EA as a yeah. company now. And I have. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before. I can talk about it freely now because the, the project's done. Hit us up, baby. Um, I have been a part of the EA machine at one point or another. What? I, I, it's I, Destiny I w- you were here this week to, uh, to yeah, be in this episode. No, 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 yeah, like, I've waffled on about stuff I don't know about. This is something yeah, I, please, I kind please, of know a little share, bit about. It. Please share a showbiz story please, with us, Charlie. Um, Charlie's showbiz beat. Um, yeah, whatever NDA. Yeah, the, the project's finished now. Whatever NDA I signed is done now. Um, I worked... Um, on and off for about six months on the the, the Need for Speed that's about to come out. Uh, okay, yeah. I right. did uh, I did motion capture. I did <laughs> um, uh, voiceover, and I was I was basically one of the player characters. Yeah, and nice. so, so it's six, six months on and off. You know, work. So it's a fairly decent chunk. Is there a title that I'm going to look at? I think it's it's uh, oh god, it does have a subtitle. I can't remember what it is. Wed for spread. Um, but so basically, Need um, for spread. I, I had worked on I had worked on this game uh, for a while, and I, I and I, I, there was a period of where I was just booked in for voiceover sessions because the they they didn't need me for motion capture for a bit, um, and I had maybe half a dozen or so uh, sessions lined up, and at, before each one, maybe a day before or the day of, they would just cancel, say uh, something's come up. Uh, Wait, what? Why? Right. <laughs> and um, and I, I would speak to people and they'd say, no, no, it's a scripting issue. It's nothing to do with you. It's fine. And they were always referred to as the client. Yeah, they were oh, the yeah. client in this yes. case. Uh, the client have an issue with the script. We're just yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not you. Don't worry. It's not you. And just for listeners, this isn't like a sob story. Go, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I am also <laughs> saying that, but this is a kind of parallel story. <laughs> um, a parallel, go fuck yourself. Um, and, and it turned out that on the sly, after about you know half a dozen uh, sessions of just being cancelled and then uh, being sort of told that it was a scripting thing, um, it turned out that they just they had just sacked everyone. They just what? just they just didn't what let anyone fuck? know. They'd sacked and replaced everyone on the kind of creative. Like on the people on the floor, like on the kind of ground level, yeah. Like you know, the programmers and the and whatnot sort of above that Jesus. were fine, but just they they done so like the guys like, in charge. Oh yeah, we've we've been working kind of directing, and, yep, and gone. sound engineers and the actors. Oh, all, all like... every single actor that I worked with was, oh, was my gone and replaced. God, um, we don't know why. We were never given an explanation. We were just told. It turns what? out that I was replaced with someone that. A friend of mine, a guy that Matt and I both know. Oh, excellent! <laughs> and the only reason I even God. found out that I had been sacked and replaced is because he called me quite excitedly, saying we were working together. It oh. turns out he had my part. Oh, oh no! 
I believe. Bless him, he didn't know. He didn't know when he called me. I believe the game is called Need for Speed Payback. Payback. And he's out on November 10th. It's a bitch. It's, yeah. Oh my god. I wonder if you're going to be able to play that and go. Did yeah, that I, I know those. I know those dumb lines. Um, um, oh my god! Uh, no, so so uh, on a on a, it's like a real microcosm of what EA are sort of capable of the kind of callousness yeah, at which yeah. they are able to operate. I mean, I mean, that's it's sort of that weird industry coldness thing, I suppose. And they've gone like someone else is like, right, we get rid of them, we'll take over. Yeah, exactly. What, they what, have what, the should money. We least, should we at least keep this part and this part and these guys? No, just just start fresh. Start yeah. fresh. We've got the cash. We can start fresh. I just think like, what? Because of course, all the footage you guys had recorded and everything. This meant they would have had to have had conversations with the people who were directing you and, and recording everything, yeah, yeah. and they didn't want to do that. So we'll just start from scratch. It's, it's, we'll start it's, from they scratch. have, they have, they're, they're so oh enormous and sort of unwieldy that they are able to operate in such a way that it, it that 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 kind of sort of financial burden of just six months of work from every department just being yeah. more or less scrapped isn't an issue for them. It, it's a hiccup. But then, of course, what you get is the game coming out. 50, 60 quid. Mm. And then a season pass coming out at It'll, 20 Yeah, quid. exactly. And then microtransactions and then loot boxes and then other stuff and then turning around and going, oh, you know what? We didn't sell enough and make enough money out of this game mm. despite the fact that we sold X million amount of copies. Mm. We're going to shut a ghost games. Like, it's, it's, in, it's yeah. just... Like, I, and it's the homogenous... Like, there's that complaint of game of game of game publishers like sinking money into cancelled projects and then turning around and saying all oh, these games aren't making enough money. Mm. Well, it's like the absurd thing that they had with um, going back to Visceral of them expecting or needing Dead Space Three to sell was it five or six million yeah. units in order for it to turn a profit. And that and it's that a game that was a game that also had microtransactions and also a it, single player experience that had microtransactions. It's in. a and also it's a fundamental misunderstanding of the audience of that game. Mm. It's that those Absolutely. games were never made for everyone. No, that like there is there is a kind of sort of yeah vague kind of homogenized kind of appeal that say a Call of Duty. Or something like that will have where they can yeah. appeal to all those people. And I, I think but that's al- not what Dead Space <clears throat> ever was. What's alarming about this, especially in the wake of the new wave of, of sort of loot box microtransaction enabled games across all genres like Forza Seven, NBA Two K Eighteen, Shadow of War, War, particularly Shadow of War, um, notoriously so in fact, um, that we're sort of seeing a, a Destiny Two as well. That sort, the sort of homogenization of mechanics and genre to a sort of vaguely multiplayer mm. uh, grinder games as service MMO MMO-ish. sort of this is a, actually a full price game but it has free to play style mechanics yeah. which like because I, I I made no secret of the fact that I play a lot of Marvel heroes that's a free to play game funded by microtransactions. I'm okay with the microtransactions. Because that in itself is a model that yeah. is... Because it is a Consumer-friendly. Yeah. It's a free-to-play game. And yes, they... I will not necessarily say it's consumer-friendly, because I think, it, depending on the way the game is constructed, it can try and extrude more money from you than you might be comfortable giving. Um, but it, at that point in time, you're like, you have that thing in your mind of like, okay, I'm playing a free-to-play game, 
I can either grind this out or if I want it, I'm going to pay money for it. Mm. And you know what? If I like this game enough, I'll pay X amount of money for whatever bit of content because that's how this game survives. Mm. What I don't want to do is pay full price for a game, then pay up to half the price of the game again Mm. for more content that in a lot of cases should have been in the original game. And then to avoid grinding out these ridiculous free-to-play style um, mechanics, then pay real money for either stuff that I could earn if I had more time, but it's balanced so you don't want to spend that time doing it, or fucking blind random boxes of stuff that may or may not be useful. Um, I... I flirted with that stuff way back when Mass Effect 3 came out. I flirted with the with the that had blind loot boxes and it's multiplayer, mm. um, which you could earn with in-game currency or you could you could pay money for. I spent a little bit of money on that, about probably about twenty twenty five quid on and off mm-hmm. um, for a few boxes. But and it was your choice, and it wasn't something that it was, was my crucial choice to, to do that. To, um, to it wasn't a pay to win type. No, situation. absolutely not. Like I had good gear. I was like, oh, can I level up this bit of gear and I did enough of those to be like, you know, actually I spent this amount of money and I didn't really get what I wanted, so like, if I'm not willing to put the time in to unlock this without spending money, then mm. I'm not bothered. Well, the thing that's so kind of, I guess disappointing, but also not in any way surprising, is because... Isn't it depressing EA, that that's a sentence standard yeah, now? Is it, well, EA is, is, has been able to get itself so, you know, gluttonous and fattened on the teats of these other studios that other unique studios that were producing you know individual unique you know pieces of entertainment content whatever you want to call it and they absorb it and it becomes homogenized and it becomes one and the same after yeah. a while it all merges and it becomes this like gloopy soup of nothing and, and then you end up of... with dead space with microtransactions you yeah. end up with you know the, this the stuff that isn't in any way unique, that, that is just and that, borrowing yeah, badly from other stuff. That, and that mid-level sort of game has disappeared. Yeah, like this is what like, I know, but this is another another thing I point I wanted to bring up, actually, is because the uh, team from, is it Platinum? Mm. That was, they kind of broke away from kind of a, a sort of more uh, uh, overhead sort of studio control and took it upon themselves to make, produce, fund... Heavenly, not Heavenly Sword. Um, Hellblade. Oh, uh, no, it's Hellblade. not Platinum. It's, um, it's nin- not Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory. Ninja, Ninja Theory. Theory. Yeah. And oh yes, I've seen. I've ha- seen Hellblade. I've not played it. it I, I have played and I've finished yeah. uh, um, Hellblade. Mm. It's really good, and it's a very, very singular vision. Yeah, it has come from a, you know, a team that has got an idea that they want to follow up on, and an idea that absolutely would not have been allowed under EA's or any other no. kind of publication. And, and this is something that, that, that um, I know we reference him a lot, but Jim Sterling has talked about um, on his, on in his various shows. And it's, and it's, and it's hyperbole, but actually not that far from the truth. Large game publishers would rather make no money than all the money. It's it, it like, does they, seem they, they want to make all money or no money. They can't just make some money. Mm. It has to be all or nothing. They have to be. It has to be the next big world conquering game, 
Or they won't bother Because they've, they've, they themselves have sort of created an environment where these things need to be blockbusters. They need to create yeah, this kind yeah. of... And they have to put so much marketing into these things and it becomes this sort of huge thing, and unwieldy I, thing that it's got no... And I think we're seeing the game industry do now what the film industry did like 20, 30 years ago. Oh, the indie boom where, of the 90s. Yes, where, that's, where that studio system gets so bloated mm. and claps under its own weight. But at the same time, the equipment and pipeline to publishing mm. of in, mm. for independence, the barrier to entry is so much lower than it's ever been. Mm. To the point where people can now push out, especially on consoles, like the push with indie stuff mm. on like late life PS3, PS4, PS Vita, um, uh, Xbox One, idea idea Xbox stuff that launched with the Xbox One, at Steam as well. Although that's they've completely fucked that that is definitely the road to hell is paved with good intentions is basically what the Steam Um, storefront is at this point but like we are seeing that indie resurgence which which I'm talking about when I say the middle's gone like it's either that attempt at big blockbuster world shattering big 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 game huge game or it's a tiny indie game and it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's very rarely in between. This is why Hellblade was yeah. so refreshing. Hellblade was that sort it of It had its problems, game. and there were moments where I I found myself incredibly frustrated yeah. at it. And I, would not, I, I wouldn't say it was by design. I would say yeah. that there were, there, were, there were moments in that thing where it's, it, it was unintentionally frustrating. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I really, really appreciated about it is that it, it was... Clearly, like I mean, clearly they 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 had a huge amount of help from um, people that suffer from uh, kind of mental health issues. Yeah, that it seems the like game, they did their homework. The game focused on a lot, but it didn't seem like a game that was made by committee, mm. or that it was having to um, that it, that it, that it wasn't being focus tested. No. You get the sense that it's a game where the creative director has said to people as they're going, like, "I'm not sure about hey, don't worry, don't worry." Just yeah, trust well, me well, on this. Say, yeah, this is what like, we're doing. This it is, will all make uh, sense when we all we all end on this idea. Yeah, yeah. Let's push forward with this idea. Then. I, let's I, not, I think let's not let's not um, sacrifice the, the the singular vision that we all have. For me personally, I think it says a lot that I've not really bought any new games recently. Because they haven't got that vision. I mean, I bought Injustice because I, you know, I think it was a good fighting game. But there's nothing like artistically singular about that game. It's a it's a DC superhero mm. fighting game. Like, yeah, um, I, I didn't pick that up to be like, oh, I can't wait yeah. to dive deep into the story. I picked it up to be like, I enjoyed the first one. Mm. I can't wait to see how they've improved. I can't the wait to see what Warner Brothers have done this time. Yeah. The, the close the closest thing to that sort of artistic <laughs> artistic vision thing that they, they kind of got. At, at that blockbuster high-end level is probably, in the recent memory, is Horizon Zero Dawn, mm. which Guerrilla Games have, have... It's their first big, big thing that isn't Killzone. Mm. And it's it's 100% single-player focused, but although it tells a good story and has a clear vision narratively, it is very much an open-world exploration game. It takes a lot of elements um, that have been proven elsewhere. Exactly. Well. It's too many um, Far Cry Primal, like that kind the, of... The Zelda uh, kind of model. Yeah. The new open-world Zelda model. And strangely, yeah. Dune from last year. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. T- it takes so much It takes so much of what modern first-person shooters do. Is that, is that Bethesda? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's id-developed. Yeah. Bethesda-published. Um... It takes so much of what modern shooters do and just fucking mm. throws it away. 
Uh, like a the, monitor being thrown away by, by yeah, Doomguy. But this is what I would like to see from now, particularly given that there's a sort of middling but passionate fan base. I would like to see the visceral guys do. They, I, I think yeah. that they have enough stock left, um, at, you know, just as a unit amongst themselves to take that forward and be autonomous. And I absolutely don't want to see them do what uh, uh, sort of like Japanese developers have done and sort of break away and become independent and kickstart a game which is basically an, an, an all-but-name remake of what made them famous, like the Mega Man guy did with Mighty Number no. 9. There was Mighty Number no. 9 and there was... Um, the the Castlevania guy is doing with um, Bloodstained. Mm. Although that might actually turn out to be pretty good from what I've seen of it. And, and yeah, like Red did with Ukulele. Yeah. Um, I don't want to seem like go off and make Dead Space three point like five Death oh. Void. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to see that. Like, I don't want to see them do. But another, then, like, I mean, given given their game. track history, even uh, before the stars. before the Blood sort of visceral stars. days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, even in the days before they were visceral, they had a long and they had a storied history yeah, on a yeah. variety of things. Yeah, mm. it, it was um, just Dead Space and that visceral brand name change that because that was at a period when EA was very much trying to rebrand itself into "We are a publisher that will help mm. nurture smaller studios we and work, fresh ideas." We like work with the small, and there kids was like a wave of like things. really interesting games that came out because like, that's the time you got stuff like Mirror's Edge as well. Yeah, which again, yeah, did so was... and died straight away. Yeah. Um, because yeah interesting idea and then yeah yeah um so it's it's a shame it's a real shame and i i i can only hope that they that you know demonstrably very talented team is used properly elsewhere or or uh, assuming they don't form something else amongst themselves but it's okay charlie because if you want a you know a focused uh, narrative linear single single player adventure there's always south park the fractured butthole Please do tell. Uh, which I actually have. I, I've only experienced it vicariously through my my partner because um, she's the biggest South Park one of the two of us. And I didn't finish Stick of Truth, and I know you both did. Um, I did it twice now. It seems like it's more of that with different combat and Butters as the villain. Yeah, which makes me sad because I like Butters and I don't have to fight Butters. I don't have to beat um, Butters. He's adorable. I mean, I've not got a great deal to say about it other than it seems like it's. It looks gorgeous. It's, you know, got all the production value that it, you'd expect from South Park, which is strange that despite the fact that it, you know, they do six days to air, that show always fucking looks great. Mm. And it's always, like, it sounds amazing. Like, the voice acting's always spot on because it's always the same fucking... Yeah. <laughs> the same three voices. Yeah. Like uh, the and, one, and one woman. Oh uh, but it's always like you know, the, the, it's always quality made, regardless of what you think of the writing and the humor. That, that how uh, your mind may vary with that. How odd is it that it took the South Park property so long to create a game? It wasn't for like a try. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, they did plenty. Like the show, because they they, they they made a lot of shit. Like there was a kart racer. There was a kart racer. There was a first person shooter. I played on. They were, they were yeah, both yeah. N64 games, I think. Oh, no, the, the, I played uh, on PlayStation One. PlayStation One. I think it was N64 as well, but it's. I mean, it's it's it was the 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 curse of licensed games for years. That's a recent phenomenon when. Those things aren't necessarily poisoning. Did it was Arkham Asylum maybe that was the first? 
The, the first one I, the one I vividly it's remember properly was, good one. was, was well, Spider-Man. Was Wolverine, maybe? Was that, was that before uh, or after? X, wait, hang on. Are you talking about X2 Wolverine's Revenge? No. Oh, no, X-Men Origins. Origins, Origins, Origins. God. Um, it's certainly better than the film. <laughs> They're both up there. <laughs> I don't know that it's... But that that kind of... Um, yeah. Uh, 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 sort of taints on, on licensed yeah. games isn't necessarily as immediately obvious as it used That was probably the be. first licensed game where I could turn around and go, wow, this is actually way better than the fucking film is yeah, based yeah. on. So um, the, fact that, the fact that South Park yeah. took ages to get like when like The Simpsons has been running infinitely longer yeah. and you know arguably we, we, has a bigger fan base. I don't know. We, like, we, what, we, booted up, um, we booted up Hit and Run the other day. People like Hit and Run. Is Hit and Run good? It's fine. It's fine. People like Hit and Run more than they should like Hit and Run. Um, if you enjoy if you enjoy the early PS2 era GTA games, you'll have oh, fun. Oh, yeah, okay. Do not. I, so, I don't. I do not. Um, I, they have aged unwell. Yeah. Um, Actually, they I were... I have a spot for Vice City, but I think that's just the 80s cheese that's, in it, and it gets me through and, it. And, <laughs> writing and design can kind of take you a long way, but then yeah. Yeah, gameplay is This is bad. not to say that, that, that licensed games are universally good now, because they are absolutely not. No, 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 um, no, no, no. Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool's bad. L- Lego Deadpool's Jurassic bad. World. I, I forgive Deadpool I slightly play, just because I, I, I have fucking horrible. I have platinum. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. You, you and Lucy are the only two people who have stayed with that game. I, I gave a, that and Lego Pirates of the Caribbean are the two Lego games I've played where I've gone, nah, I'm just not be bothered. I think that's the one I thing Kenichi wasn't bothered about losing in the fire. What, Lego Jurassic Lego World? Jurassic World. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Actually, she ended up with it. And I was like, like no, no, take it. Why did take it, flames. You deserve not only a platinum trophy, but a goddamn medal for getting through that. Like, I, unlock your hundredth character, I, security I spent, guard from scene six of the third geez. movie. I had, <laughs> I spent a lot of time on trains last year, and it's. Oh, were you playing it portable? I was playing on the Vita. Fair enough. Yeah, if I had other, the Vita like, version, distractions. the Vita version's the the GB. It's uh, the, it's the, the, the 3DS, 3DS version. version, isn't it? Quite possibly. Yeah, because there's a lot of screen interaction. Because I've got Lego Movie on Vita. I've got Lego Batman Two and Lego Lord of the Rings as plus games on the Vita, and they're just. Like slightly upresed versions of the mm. 3DS games. Maybe I'll enjoy that. They're fine. I might enjoy that version but of Jurassic World. <laughs> crucially, they're shorter. Yeah. yeah so they're sort of level set. Because I think that's the thing that's got on me about about Lego games now is that they're so long. Because like I, I really that's like... another thing. How have, um, uh, Traveller's Tales? Yeah, yeah. How have they managed to get away with that for so long? I I don't think they can get. I I think Lego Dimensions for is, all the grief that, that, that they can't get. Like in terms of homogenization, Lego Dimensions. Yeah. Lego Dimensions feels like a grand finale. Almost yeah. like, right. No more now, guys. No more. We're I don't remember a time when Travis Sales didn't just do Lego. The first one was Lego Star Wars, Star Wars in two thousand and. It was, it was either, PS2, wasn't it? Was it 2004, 2005? No, it was early, because it was before Revenge of the Sith came out, so it was either late, late 2002 or early 2003, because it had... No, Revenge of the Sith 2006, wasn't it? 2005. So it was, 2005. Oh, 2005. Yeah. I thought it was all three. No, Revenge no, of the Sith. No, you're right. No, you're right. It's 2005. But they released, they released Lego Star Wars, and then what they released, Le- then they released yeah, Lego Star Wars, the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And then we got one of the PS3. No, no, no. One of the, the PS3 launch tiles was the complete saga. No, the original, which yeah, was both yeah. games. The original one was together. the prequel trilogy. The sequel was the, the original trilogy. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it must have been so 2005. The then. original, yeah, because the, the 2005. Then yes, they could have yeah, shut yeah. out. Star Wars they could have shut out. Yeah. They could have shut out the original trilogy in 2006, and then 2007 was the complete saga. Yeah. Uh, like combined. And game then it's been the almost yearly since then, and we they've had some fucking barrel scraping licenses. They've had. Two Indiana Jones games. There was two? What? Indiana Jones. The first three films, then after Crystal Skull came out, yeah, they just they did, did a whole one on Crystal, Crystal Skull. Skull. 
Oh um, my god! They the thought do. Of that makes me feel Pirates sick. of the Caribbean. That's dreadful. Um, I hate. I took that with me on my first Panto. That was like one of two games I brought me. I've not played that one. I like a Lego game. They just turn my brain off and enjoy myself. Stick right. a podcast on. I'll take that. And on my on my fifth day, I was like, I'm I'm. I'm going to go on Amazon and buy a game or two. Yeah. I, I need to play a game. Two, I need to play I, a game game I need now. a way to rest and relax away from my games. Yeah. <laughs> two Harry Potter games. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah so Traveller's yeah. Tales and a complete And a complete like, yeah. Harry Potter collection. Although that one I think is played in like a, you go on the main menu and you select number one. Yeah. And also that's not really yeah. scraping the barrel as far as licenses go. Really, Marvel superheroes. Which is and Avengers. Marvel Superheroes, which is great. Avengers, Avengers is bad. Avengers yeah. is straight up bad. Avengers is, let's play, copy and paste the New York from Marvel that Superheroes. Is, that Marvel is, Superheroes. Limit the character numbers and include really freaking and obscure put far less characters bad, in it. Marvel Superheroes 2, which is around the corner, which has got... Uh, I'm a sucker for any game that's got Spidey 2099 Everybody's favourite humans <laughs> in it. Everybody loves the humans. Um... <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves the humans. Lego, humans are awesome. Lego Lord of the Rings and Lego The Hobbit. Which was never finished, was it? It's just the first two movies yeah. with the third one as a planned DLC and they never did it because the first one was the DLC. main game. That, really? Yeah. Because the game that's didn't... so fucking the game's... cynical. <laughs> the game's... Fucking I, hell. I, I'd, have to, I'd have to check, but I think it was included as part of the purchase. Correct me if I'm wrong. So it was the whole thing of like, get it out there while the property is, is going and then... <sighs> by the time yeah. that third Hobbit movie came out, no one cared about The Hobbit. It's almost as if I, Warner yeah. Brothers... Forced yeah. Peter Jackson to shit all over his own filmmaking legacy. I forget uh, how this relates to Visceral. We're getting onto the homogenization of games, and then we got to Traveller's Tales and Lego Games. And I, I think that's probably actually you know what that proves our point completely. Lego games yeah. are, it's all one and the same. Jesus Christ! Let's do emails before I slip my own wrist. Emails, um, emails, emails oh, from a dark place. We've got the usual um, suspects. Ragtag bunch of uh, scoundrels and thieves. I will say this first lengthy email oh. comes in from everybody's favourite Montague is it, Tom Monty. Is it Vincent Price? <laughs> it's Vincent Price! I don't know why I started doing that. I just started doing it and then it stuck. So now I'm going to do it again. Okay. I get to see this. You're gonna it's have to not that special. I'm going to go to the other side of the microphone <laughs> so I can see it properly. <laughs> oh God. Here we go. Dearest Christopher and Matthew, I can't recall whether you've covered or discussed this topic before, so forgive me if you have. Have you watched Train Spotting and its sequel, T2 Train Spotting? <laughs> I was gonna make that gag! And then I decided not to, and I'm glad you did. Um, if so, what did you think of the sequel? If you haven't watched its sequel and just the first one, what do you think of the first one? <laughs> Having watched the original a few years ago, I hadn't got around to watching its sequel and until now I can hands down say it's my favourite film that I've watched in 2017. The soundtrack is just pure gold and its nods to its predecessor are perfect and it doesn't feel at all forced, which I was worried about going into this film. It was a treat to behold and I can't wait to watch it again. 
And if you haven't watched either, everything I've just asked and said is irrelevant to the both of you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but please watch them. Having watched <laughs> Children of Earth last week, I really craved some more political Picaldi, so I decided to rewatch the thick of it. Have you two seen it? If so, what do you make of it? Who's your favorite character? I'm a huge Terry fan. Hugh Abbott's... <laughs> Hugh Abbott's great, too. And have you got any standout scenes when you think of that show? One last thing. Have you booked your tickets to see the new Star Wars in December? I've booked the midnight release showing. <laughs> A double bill of the force. <laughs> I'll put it away then. <laughs> a double bill of the force. Aw sex. The force awakens, followed by the last Jedi. Only because I haven't seen episode seven since its release. But I don't know how I'll handle sitting in a cinema for five hours. Hopefully, the audience is more forgiving than they were at it. Hope you have a lovely bloody week, Tom Monty. I've managed to forget the first question. First question was train spotting and train spotting two. Have we seen them? What do we think? Um, I've seen the first one. I, I've, I've, I've read one. the first, not the book. I read, I read the, the screenplay of the film for a study once. That's, oh, really? oh, no, that's I've, my connection. I've read the. I did the a book. monologue for it for an audition once. Oh really? Which one? For choose life. Choose us. Choose no, it was the one about Washington. the uh, the Vicks vapor rub. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cock. yeah, very good, very good. Um, Best yeah, place to book really. I mean, you're you're often going. Oh, we should do an episode on such and such. I would like to hear that. Well, I'll take on on Irvine Welsh. Would you? Yeah, would you? Would you mind? No, 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 not your take on Irvine Welsh. I would like to hear that monologue <laughs> in character with an accent, but not now. Just all, all of our all of our audition pieces just end to end. Oh, good God. Yeah. Uh, Nope. Um, no, I, no, I, I've read the most interesting the, the, ones, the Stump Paul Cavan's monologue from League of Gentlemen. Very good. <laughs> Got my placement in college. The, um, <laughs> brilliant. No, the, the book is fantastic. The book is really, it's, it's almost, it's a very, very different beast to the film. If you have, the film. If you have, uh, if you have it. Um, the, the first one is fantastic. I have seen that. I have yet to see T2. I don't think I've seen Train Spotting. I think it's one of those films that I've seen enough of that you, you, I think I've seen, seen so it. many send-ups. You've yeah. through yeah. cultural osmosis. It's like yeah. Psycho or something like, like that. I thought, yeah. I, re I realised when I finally did see Cape Fear that I'd seen <laughs> so many piss takes of Cape Fear that I found it actually quite difficult to... Why hasn't see. this guy got a giant red afro and yes. voiced by Kelsey <laughs> Yeah, Grammer? exactly. Why is he <laughs> stepping on, on rakes the whole time? <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's one that's like, it's, it's so, it's so firmly in the cultural zeitgeist that yeah. it's difficult to not at least have an impression of it. Yeah. You know it, even if you've never actually got yeah. to know it. But you'll yeah. have heard that monologue at some point, somewhere, and, and the Iggy Pop, you know, dun 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 It was dun, weird dun, 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 watching dun. the trailer for the second one, hearing him saying, like, choose Twitter. It was like, it wait, was what? Weird, wasn't it? What is this? Yeah. But I'm sure I'd, I'm sure I'd enjoy it. I, because the, well, the weird thing that, and the, thing that, that's kind of kept me away from it is that uh, pre and then during and then post its release I've heard almost nothing about it no. hmm. 
Like no one nothing, I know nothing, that nothing bad, nothing bad, but or good. also nothing good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's it came and it went so well, quickly. Whereas the, the apart from Tom Monty's point of view of it, oh, of course, of course, which is it. it's a rollicking um, good but time. I, I will take Tom. I will take Tom. How, Tom. how does it go? Tom Monty. I will take his recommendation and I will I will watch it and I will get back to. I'll get back to you, Tom. Somehow. Somehow. Um, next question. Uh, Children of Earth. Uh, no, no, no. no, Thick of It. Do we like The Thick of It? Yes, we love do. We do love The Thick of It. We've all seen all of The Thick of It. I've seen all of The Thick of It. And, and in the, loop. In, uh, on the Loop is very Although good. Although I haven't picked up this week's big issue. <clears throat> oh, no. Which I'm really, really which is, um, Oh, is this the only... It's, 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 it's the Alan Partridge Alan and Malcolm Tucker... Yep, 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 yep. Now, that... See, now, in the wake of... The fact that, uh, I mean, literally, politically, the the world is mental. The world hasn't needed the it, thick of it it's, more than it ever. It seems like the, the thick year, of yeah. it. It's, and now that, I mean, Capaldi's not Capaldi's done, right? Capaldi's out of the... Apart from the Christmas special, he's I not... He's, 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 yeah, he's out he's of... Done, he's done He's filmed everything. He's, he's out of Cardiff now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, okay, he's, he's, he's shot. post-Christmas is the safe place for them to announce anything mm. should there be any cogs turning in yeah. that particular and there department. should be Cause Cause is Veep done now as well mm, Veep, not Veep, done, Veep Forever it's... goes on no I'm not sure what the Veep doesn't have the same kind of thing that we Veep Forever goes yeah, on it's, yes. it's, it's, well, cause it's end a, of time it's a successful American show I'm just, so I'm just thinking in, go in, until in terms people of are sick of it Amanda Iannucci's time or anything Although oh, he's just, just like, actively involved throughout. Yeah. I don't I think, know. I think he. I think he writes some of and directs occasional episodes oh, right. of. But well, he's obviously he's, had enough time to do like, Death of Stalin, yeah. which I'm really looking yeah. for. It's oh, like the, yeah. Um, yeah. the the kind of Ricky Gervais, uh, Stephen Merchant way of handling the office of going. Mm-hmm. We'll do. We'll do. Well, you have baby steps forward, and then off you go. Make us money. <laughs> yeah, kind of do us proud yeah, with sli- your wallet. Slightly, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, hands off kind of approach would seem to work for them. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, that's what I assumed he would be doing. Um, much, favorite, like the, much like the American Office, I recommend people join the thick of it with the second season to avoid awkward conversations with people who remember. Unfortunately, yeah, the, 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 oh, oh yes, uh, yes. One of one of Tom's favorite characters, he, Hugh Abbott. He, uh, he unfortunately <laughs> comes with a lot of baggage at this point. Do it's you a, know? Particularly because there is a line that he jokes about mm. referencing what the actor, in fact, yeah. was then later charged with. Oh, it's. Dear. I mean, it's. I'll be it, honest. When I started my, I've I've only seen season one once, and I did a rewatch about a year ago, and I I started with series two, and I didn't feel like I'd missed anything. No, no. Like, oh the, no, no, no. The continuity. Series one feels like a warm up, of it and then series two is where yeah. it hits its total. Um, you know, if it, you want to see Malcolm's best bits from series one, just YouTube them. Yeah, there you and, go. Um, Fill yourself in. And then uh, I think it's season four that has that kind of sort of Chilcot inquiry type thing. Yeah. yeah. When they're talking about the nature of spin in this case. Mm. And that's brilliant and hilarious. And... I also think the era of spin was kind of dying by the time the show was wrapping up, mm. really, in, in terms of what the show was embodying. But now you look across the pond and you see that it's had to resurge because there are now damage control people putting out fires all oh, the time God. in the world of politics. And it's starting to creep back over here more noticeably mm. now. So it, the world needs it, it's, man. It's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, 
phenomenally good. A, and some of the most imaginative swearing. Just, do a, oh, just do a Ghost Rider in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Just yeah. stick Malcolm yeah. Tucker in like the season opening arc of V. Yeah. Just thrust him into it for seven yeah. episodes. I don't know if and he, then screen that over here on BBC yeah. If V is still going, it might well be on, on hiatus for a while because Julie Louise Dreyfus oh, so unfortunately course, yeah, recently yeah. announced that she's... Uh, She's she's uh, now fighting a cancer diagnosis, so you know much love to we, yeah, yeah, wish her all the very best. Fantastic. Well, give her a break um, and bring Malcolm Tucker in as well, the show as, 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 as the vice president. Well, yeah, just yeah, just just throw yes. him into the VP role um, for no reason. Uh, no, why it, would we elect this Scottish man who's only recently left prison? Oh, they, <laughs> they've just they've just aired season six of Veep, so it may well be coming back depending on depending on how recovery goes. For I mean, my just briefly, my 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 favorite character beyond Malcolm Tucker, who I <laughs> think you'd have to be slightly mad. To not have that. I mean, Jamie would be up there, who's basically just an offshoot of Malcolm. Yeah. Um, Malcolm's apprentice. But then also, also it is. Um, um, oh, good God! I can't remember his name now. Why is it? Why is it escaping which, me? Which Which one? Um, uh, uh, Peter Mannion. What's his? Oh. oh. <laughs> what's the actor's oh, name? What's his yeah. fucking name? Yeah. Oh my God! I love um, him. What's um, his name? Um, Roger Allen. Roger Allen, yeah. of course. Of He's course. fucking... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that li- fourth season yeah, with a, the coalition. Oh, fucking Olivier hell. award-winning actor, Roger Allen. Sorry, I apologise. <laughs> like, but, like, literally, he's so brilliant and grumpy and sour. Just wonderfully droll. And, and um, oh, he... God. <laughs> I just faced everything with. And having oh, having God. to deal with this kind of new agey, you know, lovey dovey kind of spin doctor is just glorious. Oh, how God, much time um, old guys like him. Vincent Franklin? Oh, Vincent Franklin, Franklin? Stuart Pearson. Uh, Vincent Franklin. Yeah, I briefly yeah. worked with Vincent Franklin and he is lovely and very fucking funny. Mm. He's just a top bloke mm. and. He, yeah, he is, he's Stuart Pearson on the thick of it, and he's just fucking fat because he is that very much <laughs> that that t- he's the turtleneck brigade sort of Steve Jobs loving like iPhone, cooler, like you know. Oh yeah, and that episode where they go to the fucking retreat, where they sit cross legged on the floor, yeah, and he, everyone hands <laughs> over their phones, and oh, yes, man, so... and what? What is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, was it yes, fr- in the thought bubble. Yeah. I just it just it's so free computers for the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> just the kind of like office speak twattery that yeah. anyone that has been in even sort of close but, to the environment mean, would yeah, see. And it's even though we're picking names out, it's a remarkably strong ensemble. Brilliant, and and a, lo- a lot of fantastic. the a lot of the kind of. Uh, so amazing back and forth is stuff that, and it says in the credits that is brought forward by the cast themselves. Yeah, mm. and it seems like the kind of environment where they're not only encouraged but they kind of relish that kind of uh, uh, the the kind of uh, 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 you know verbal fencing, which mm, is which yeah. is, is so funny to watch. And that, like I said before, just this amazing level of swearing, which is like like he's fucking useless. He's about as useful as a marzipan dildo. Is is just one. <laughs> fuck the you know, fuck in or fuck the fuck, fuck off. Fuck come the fuck in or fuck the fuck off. Um, uh, I mean, most of them are coming in this kind of broad, you know, yeah, Scottish just, accent. Um, oh which again, it's just the... wonderful for seeing Peter Capaldi because, and anyone who's who's met Peter Capaldi, seen him stuff will know that he's he's a he's a lovely, quiet, like sort of polite man. I have a new favorite, but then okay, it's Tom Hollander. As 
the fuck up. <laughs> the fuck it, yeah. Not in, not in the loop where he plays a completely different character, but what is it in, yeah. in the thick of it yeah. where he is, yeah. Yeah. How the fuck are Richards? Where is? Oh, because he rock up for like just two episodes. He's, no, he's there for. He's not even there for. And I like. He's there for maybe a scene. Yeah. And he proceeds to <laughs> do put a pretend wonderful. gun, like with his finger guns, to everyone in the office that he's close to, pretend to shoot them, and whilst shouting the word "fuck," <laughs> and they go. If only I could shoot you all in the back of the head, but I can't because it's illegal. <laughs> And it's like, it's coming from this man who's like been so gentry and sweet. Yeah. And so it, it's not, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's I, literally uh, Armando Iannucci going, you have played this kind of, you yeah. know, slightly bookish, nerdy character in the past. I'm going to let you off the leash now. It is, it is a great series for like, for doing that, of taking these actors you know for mm. certain things and just letting them off the fucking hook. It's, it's. And go. Cause like I say, say, Pete Capaldi before the thick of it was not known for being, Angry shouty Scotsman. Yeah, um, he, but yeah, that's now his defining role. And what, like, what a role, though. Fucking wonderful. Um, and uh, also just, <laughs> one of the other things I love about that is just Armando Iannucci constantly writing in running scenes for him because it has a funny run. He just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. Just like, I'm going to make you run here uh, because you have a funny run. Oh, yeah. Um, before we, yeah, I guess sort of wrap up on Think of it. Are there, are there any standout scenes? Um, I think what I mentioned, like with the um... Malcolm describing, uh, trying to describe to thingy uh, Chris Addison the um, Star Wars. Star Wars. The first was, time I saw that, a space hairdresser. Dustbin. It was Lego. Everyone's made of Lego. Decided <laughs> 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 back to the <laughs> brilliant Lego games. Um, <laughs> The first time I saw him just sat in the cafe, he just looks so pissed off that he doesn't understand what the hell he's going on about. It's only after you kind of like... Gay uh, robots! Do you, mean, Gay robots. do you mean Star Wars? You're like, oh my god! <laughs> How does he process things? Um, um, the, oh god, what's the... Oh, Jesus, what's the one where they're, they're in a hotel for the majority of it? Oh, yes, when they're at a... It's, it's they're, at a the they're at a party, they're at a party yeah. conference. Oh. Whilst also... <laughs> They're doing. There's a, a a woman whose husband had recently died. Yes. Oh and, god. Yeah. And each like the the department for the Dosak are, are trying to get this woman to be a kind of uh, front runner for a campaign they're running. Yeah. But then uh, Malcolm comes in as part of quite like the government, like you know number ten, and comes in and just sort of sweeps her up, and they end up like arguing, and then it becomes sort of two. Middle-aged men having a wrestle in a corridor. Does he break Glenn's nose? And he breaks. Yeah, he sees the break Glenn's nose. <laughs> and he goes, "You broke my nose." No, I didn't. <laughs> it's it's like absurd and it's mental, but it's getting closer to more or less a documentary at this yeah. point. Yeah, it's it's terrifyingly prescient. Um. Okay. A lot of political satire. What was the last one? It was, um, have um, you booked to see Star Wars in December? No, because um, I have a he, limitless card and that would be pointless. He has booked double bill of The Force Awakens followed by The Last Jedi because he hasn't seen Episode 7 for a while. Oh, um, fair enough, if you're willing to go for Numbum. Also, yeah, five hours in a cinema. Uh, Charlie. Yeah, we've done... Twelve hours in a cinema, <laughs> I think you'll find. Yeah, I mean... Um, I mean... <laughs> Tom, presume... I mean, I don't know, I can only speak for myself, but I've spent five hours sat 
just watching stuff. I I can st- quite happily sit in one spot for five hours and not move. Yeah. I mean, is it? Did he say the midnight? Is it the midnight screening? Maybe. Oh, it is the midnight screening. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Also, okay. the first film leads into midnight. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you start so, to like so maybe it'll be, it'll be like nine forty-five. Oh, okay. And then, and then... Oh, that's... Mini, mini toilet be, break. It'd be... Cr- I mean, we did fucking Nicolas Cage, man. This is weird. Well, we worked... worked <laughs> Matt and I... Yeah, yeah, Managed to do is that we were... We were bought tickets to basically sit and watch Nick Cage movies for... 12 hours. 12 hours. So it was... Stuff, was it 10 till 10? Yeah, it was... No, I think it was nine till nine, or maybe eight till eight. But yeah, it was. Either way, it was through yeah. it, through it, through the night, and it was long what, it was, fucking time. It was um, Con Air, Face Off, Vampires, Bad Lieutenant, Vampires Kiss, <gasps> um, Raising Arizona, Raising Arizona, and what was the last one? Um, the Rock, was it The Rock, yeah, yeah. Six Nick Cage movies. I mean, this, I think it's as far as like the good to bad movie ratio. They're I mean, they're, they're all they're, fucking they're, 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 they're all good. I'll stop you there, Chris. What ratio? Yeah, they're, they're all good. All good. Is I Vampire's mean, Kiss a good movie? It's a great movie. Chris. Va- Va- Vampire's <laughs> Kiss is an interesting movie, if nothing else. Like, it's just... It's American Psycho with <sighs> Nick Cage thinking he's... Instead of Christian Bale thinking he's a murderer, it's Nick Cage thinking he's a like, vampire. It's fascinating just for his performance. How do you, how do you, how do you alphabetize... Uh, according to Alphabetical a- Order. A-, a, B, C, D, E, F, G. That's my favourite bit of any film when he starts gesticulating that wildly and then proceeds to just start clapping in time with the words and with the letters he's saying. Which is because he starts like that with pointing. Yeah, he's so pointing, pointing, he's flailing. You've got this poor, uh, this poor co-star sat there literally looking at him like, Nick, you're mental, not... <laughs> because this, this was before he was known for that kind of performance. Well, before he was known at all, really, yeah. his early movies. Because had he been known for anything, he would have been known for being mental. And he just wasn't known at all. It's just the fucking balls on him to go and make that, like, say what you will about Nicolas Cage, he's very rarely boring. Not, not, he's not never boring. Yeah, not exclusively. We've seen some boring. He can be boring, but... He's punctuated with mental. He's rarely boring. Yeah. Like, uh, because he's usually doing something so fucking batshit insane or you know also fairly regularly pretty fucking good but like he he has he has that way of speaking that no hu- other human would use those inflections yep 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 and but he just does them anyway so basically tom five hours ain't shit five hours ain't shit <laughs> um, uh, and also it's it's a ryan johnson directed star wars film it's gonna be ace yeah like it, if it isn't i will cry for so long. Oh, so oh, if, if it isn't, you fine. know, you'll be so tired. Just go to bed and you know, wake up the next day thinking about other things. If it's not good, then it's it's not good. But I'm, it's going to be good. Yeah. The hit rate. Um, I mean, I, the hit rate has been good. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna yeah. try and catch a midnight shit. It depends on if my I, I, mid hunter season. So it depends on if my my next I'm day is a. Suicide I don't need. That. If my I next day is a three you, show or a two show so day, get on the podcast and I'll make the choice. But. I think I'm totally cool with just seeing it in the middle of the day, like a couple of weeks after it comes out. Yeah, uh, last, last time we went, we went the day after. We went, uh, last time I was in Lincoln, we it was Rogue One, and we went the night after the, the proper day of release uh-huh. after our last performance that night because we wanted to see mm-hmm. it. But I think it was a three-show day, so it was the whole thing of we could go to bed and just pick this up another day. Or screw it, let's go watch let's Rogue, go see One. Rogue One. And we did it, and it was. I enjoyed the movie much more because of that vibe. Mm. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of want that high. If, if Last Jedi turns out to be 
miraculously somehow pants. I want to at least feel like I had a good time because I'm knackered and I'm sat in a yeah, cinema yeah. in a strange town at midnight with a drummer and a bassist going, what are we doing? What the fuck am I doing? We're meant to be back in work at nine in the morning. So basically <laughs> none of none of us have booked in advance. No, some of us no. are planning to go at midnight at some point. <laughs> I am more than happy to see it at... A Shall I catch it on an airplane middle of next year? Regular human hour. We, no, somehow, <laughs> I, went, I, know, I didn't see episode 7 until it was like coming up to February of like the following Did you, year. I, were you spoiler free? I, I, I'm completely. I have no the idea internet, how I managed it. The internet was it. relatively really impressive. Inter- yeah, and like having now watched it, I was like, Wow, you did well, internet. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, like, I'm done, Tinterwhip. I um, I mean, Tom Monty hasn't seen it for a while, so I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it because you forgot. <laughs> but um, no, good for good for the internet for once. Yeah, I think so. Know. Hurrah, the web. Mm. Um, the dark web. Next email from 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 Luke. Uh, what voice shall I do for Luke? Um, Charlie, uh, I think it would only be right for you to pick. Good oh, sir. can we do Matt Berry? <laughs> <laughs> Give him nice and close. Losing my bloody eyesight. Just saying that with the body of a snake and the balls of a chimp. Yes! Without the script, it's only one word. (laughs) Yes! I spent an inordinate amount of time of late since <laughs> discovering Toast of London working on my Matt Berry. It's just, again, it's like Nicolas Cage. He he says words in a way that no other human being would think to say those words. And that's why he's a genius. Dag, if you and he want to be buddies again, I would stand in your way. God, it's just magical. Uh, please. Uh, sorry, um, uh, just while, whilst you're leaving... Matt uh, Watson, just show Mr. Berry in, would you? <laughs> cheers, cheers, mate. Why, th- why thank you. Cheers, thank you. Um, Hello, Mr. Berry. What's this? Gay for pay? Uh, Hi, Matt. BDC. Matt, Matt, this is Clem Fandango. Can you hear me? Yes, I can <laughs> fucking hear you. Put your finger on the, the button. <laughs> Try with a bit more feeling. <laughs> on the fucking button. Uh, Hi, BDC. Wonderful impression of me last week. <laughs> if I <laughs> if I ever need a voice box transplant, I will suggest the voice of Matthew Watson screaming. Maybe you could read this email in the same way. No, <laughs> I actually rather enjoyed Spavalot. It was marvelous. On a scale of pasta to table leg, what's your favorite Tilly Tubby? Oh, <laughs> Chris, might I suggest that you release big damn cast versions of your five WF watch-alongs? Huh? I'm off to Disneyland Paris next week. My first trip. <laughs> this is such a weird train of thought. <laughs> just, just, to, just to mix it up, considering the email doesn't know what the hell it's doing. Um, now you're having sex with Mrs. Perch. <laughs> My first trip out of the UK. <laughs> Any tips and tricks for Disneyland? <laughs> what is your favourite non-Disney animated movie? What is your favourite Disney animated movie? Chris, what is... <sighs> Matt, on a scale of three... How long is... I mean, this, this is a long... It's quite a short email, but it's taking forever. <laughs> 
doing extended vowels. <laughs> you, are, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> the Ginger Luke. Uh, follow me on Twitter at oh. Llama Bottle Zero. Someone oh. please, or YouTube oh. Bottle Zero Productions. Oh. No? Okay, oh. fine, I'll leave. It's pointless plugging my social media here. Anyway, it just makes people dislike me. <laughs> oh, what's that? I should be gone. Bye bye! Uh, was that by Colin Dent? Colin Dent, or. How, how much of that did you. Dente. Did you read from here, or how much of that did you make? <laughs> that was all there! And that was all on That was all there! Okay. Um, oh my lord, Luke. I, um, what was your impression of him last week? I haven't heard that yet. Uh, I'm Brian Blessed, basically. Okay. Okay, oh, it's okay. We weren't really oh, wrong. So, so it was like, ah, BDC! Wonderful impression of me last week! <laughs> if ever I need a voice box transplant, I will suggest a voice Can we not do the whole email again, please? I beg you. I've just given you a taste, Charles. No, that was, that um, was glorious. Um, I have all the time uh, to Brian Blessed. I've never had to concentrate on the level of the recording we, so much before. Uh, I was just sat there going, scroll, 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 scroll. I said last week that I didn't particularly care for Spamalot, but if you enjoyed it, then cool. I've never um, seen Spamalot. I did not care for it. That's what I just <laughs> Is it? Oh, yeah, I, I, it's yeah, an Eric Idle solo Python venture. Yeah. That it's the Holy Grail of the stage there. show. Like Marcus Briggs with, stuff. He's wanted it for a while. I saw it with Dick and Dominic. Oh, did you really? We did it pretty good. Like, oh, yeah. what, but is it the same character? No, um, D- uh, D- Dick was King Arthur. Don was uh, Patsy. Patsy, which is like the. Oh, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, they're in, they're in the. Yeah, it's only Rebel. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah um, Arthur's yeah. interchangeable usually. That was sort of the yeah. stunt of when it has a run somewhere. It's it was Arthur yeah. Change every like when, like when it was Tim Curry when it opened in Broadway. Yeah. Peter Davison did it. Sanjeev Bashkar was in it for a little while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Warwick yeah. Davis. Uh, it's, it tends to be the King Arthur tends to be the guest star. Yeah, right. Like, okay. like so when, I was going to say, say like when they oh, they don't tend to put this on often. Well, like when they do the play, what I wrote, the Morecambe and Wise yeah. thing. Like the guest of the thing would change every week of where yeah, it was yeah. based, and they would rewrite whole chunks of the show <laughs> to accommodate the guest right, right, to right, take right, the piss right, out right. of them specifically. Yeah. And yeah, I can't remember um, any of the questions again. Sorry. So right, um, <laughs> what's our favourite teller to be on a scale of pasta to table leg? Um, uh, fuck the Teletubbies my favourite is that weird puppet in the house that appears every now and again I like baby Sam I, I, <laughs> I like the um, I like the speaker like time for tubby bye bye oh yeah like and the, 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 the like self aware mm. kind of oh, the alive vacuum, vacuum. vacuum. the new 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 my god how do you know that <laughs> seen the Teletubbies. How can you... The Teletubbies is doing this cultural osmosis thing. How can you not know the Teletubbies? I know the names of the four, the four, like, the main, the main ones. I know the Nunu. Yeah, Spunky, Leonardo, Captain Fizzwiz. Well, the thing is, when you came home from school and you whacked uh, CBC on, fucking, you had to sit in the fucking Teletubbies or go do something else before you got to the good stuff. CBC's whack. I know, right? Yeah. I know. You have to fucking sit through the Teletubbies or go and do something else. But then if you go do something else, you risk missing the... You risk missing... You risk missing the beginning of... You risk missing the beginning of the... Um, of the mascot, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, or, or Chuckle Johnny Quest. Sometimes they chuck yeah. on... Sometimes they chuck on Chucklevision. Um, my favourite... Oh, yeah, no, uh, but, yeah, no, no, uh, Baby Son. New, new for both of these two. There is another email from Luke, but it is literally just a string of emojis Mo- all but one of which my tablet can't read so oh. I think we can safely disregard that one um <laughs> last one uh, big damn questions from uh, Blonde the Slovene 
Um, uh, <coughs> you this. No. <laughs> Did you I write never, this? <laughs> you should know, Charles, as a listener. I never vet these emails. Um, all sorts of stuff gets through. Um, um, hmm. What are we doing? What are you saying? Uh, are you saying we? 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 You're just going to say we the whole time. Oh, saying what you're saying, boy? Uh, ooh. Let's give him. Let's give it. Let's give him a singer. Let's give him a singer. Okay. Let's give him a musician. Prince. He's got a certified. Yeah, yeah. Prince, not singing Prince. Yeah, spoken, yeah, spoken interview Prince. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're, he's like extra weird and nervous today. And high on Percocet. <laughs> Close to the end then. <laughs> Come on, take that fentanyl, Prince. You're on a cloud, Prince. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> hello, big damn voices. <laughs> I have some random questions for you to answer with your mouth holes that project sound. My first question is, do you think that there should have been a proper reason for us to get the Dark Twelfth Doctor so it wasn't so jarring as I, as I feel that there wasn't much of a reason for him becoming a cold Scottish man for the first series of his Martin tenure as BBC One t- TV's Doctor Who? My second question is, since Primeval is 10 years old, this February that went, what are your opinions on the show, and, and, and do you think it should return? My, my final question is, do you feel like UK TV Dave's Red Dwarf is running out of steam creatively, and, and do you make of the, the first two episodes of Series 12? Thank you for reading my email out and answering my questions and, and making this awesome podcast from Blonde. The little Slovene. And you, you got like a vice like grip on when we're saying the Times back catalogue. You really don't want them to do well on their own. May not be my real name. Oh, those trousers are tied. <laughs> that was Thank one you, of the strangest things I've ever done. Who's um, actually from? What are they called? No name. That's just Blonde the Slovene. May not no be your name. name. Thanks, no name. Um, uh, There's simple. There we are. Very good. It was from Prince. I didn't hear a word of what you were saying. I was why, concentrating why, on Why, why did Moffat we get Lady. a Dark Twelfth Doctor? Because... Uh, Moffat's a grumpy man, and he wanted to. What was to the reason make behind show it? Grumpy. Okay. I don't know. You'd have to ask. <clears throat> but also, why not? Was he dark? I thought he was Doctor Disco <laughs> and other such things. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I I dropped off uh, Doctor Who pretty hard. There, there was there I was haven't seen a there lot. Were some decent episodes last season. I I did like yeah. Pearl's. Uh, work, but I, 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 by that point, I, I just kind of soured on it too yeah. much that she wasn't enough to kind of rein me back. And there, in. Was, there was that three yeah. part with the monks in the middle. Which yeah, felt completely I, I was flat. enjoying this this past series a lot more than I have enjoyed the show in years. And then the monk three part started <clears throat> after I think Knock Knock put me off a bit. I didn't mind Knock Knock. I just sort of think he went back to that resolution of, oh, it was a good thing in the end, and it was a misunderstanding in a show where I desperately missed a bit of the black and white good versus evil thing that they've stopped doing. In terms of having a dark doctor, I mean, going from (laughs) someone who's sort of as regularly happy-go-lucky as Matt Smith was, yeah, it seems like a... It's a, lo- it's it's a logical mental. move to, no, to, nice make, to make him a contrast, but I, I do... Especially with him being older. I, yeah. I do... And having angry eyebrows. He does angry eyebrows. I, th- I think you can do the contrasts more subtly in the show. I mean, John Pertwee to Tom Baker's a nice sort of depiction of that in a way. Because John Pertwee is a lovable, warm character, but he's very short with people he doesn't have the time for, and he's not asked about. And then suddenly becomes Tom Baker. 
who's asked about everybody, even if he doesn't actually respect them and he's just taking the piss out of them. And this mm. is kind of, you know, being silly just to wind them up because he knows mm. it'll wind them up and get them to say something. What a wonderful um, butler. He's, he's so, so violent. violent. Hello. <laughs> he's not as stupid as he looks, darling. No one's as stupid as he looks. <laughs> and also, I would say that why? Because uh, Capaldi's a lifelong fan of the show. He's probably good yeah. for... The marketing department, he'd be good for talk shows. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the marketing, because uh, suddenly we had a bunch of non-shifting merchandise with an angry old man on the front that kids weren't buying. <laughs> oh, no, no, I mean, like, I don't mean in practice, I mean yeah. in theory, because like, he's the kind of person that can quite easily go onto a talk show and go, I love this thing, I've loved this thing forever, look at this letter from when I was a kid. A bit like David Tennant did. Exactly, yeah. exactly like that. But, and then, also... The fuck is she doing? Sorry, one of my cats has decided to climb a shelving unit in the corner of the room. What the fuck is she doing? Dolly, get out of here. She's just climbed into a small crevice. This is the problem with leaving, having left the crevice. You've got, I don't know how you've managed got, you've managed to leave space anywhere on these shelves. Because we recently recently put that Ah, in the cabinet. So we've been able to space things out a bit. Um, Plus there's Game of Thrones box sets missing because Lou's family have borrowed them and not returned them. What else are saying? Um, <laughs> Primeval. Yes, what about it? Ten years old. Is it? No one cares. I have little to no opinion I... on the show. It wasn't very good. I have little to no opinion. Um, and no, it shouldn't return. Jesus. Uh, I saw the first series... Because I was in that mood of, oh, genre TV on British telly on Saturday nights, this is fun. Mm. Oh, Joe with... from Escalade. Oh, no, no, yeah, how dare you? Hannah. Hannah Spirit. How I dare don't you? fucking know. Hannah Spirit. Oh, you Chucky. remember fucking Nunu? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that you've managed to lodge into your memory. <laughs> Nunu of all things, but not Hannah Spirit. How dare oh, you? Charlie, how could you not listen, remember Nunu? Listen, listen. Look at me like I'm mental. That, the hose on that fucking Nunu <laughs> was just unforgettable. It's lines. They were just dialogues inspired. I can't remember what the Nunu sounded like. That, 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 that was one, was, yeah. Was that, mm. that all it did was just suck? Yeah. Well, quite. Hey! Um, sex! <laughs> um, I, yeah, no, the, the, the only thing I even vaguely remember was that it was like, ooh, someone from S Club being in a, a thing where she speaks words <laughs> that isn't S Club Miami or whatever the f- Hell, those shows used to be called. Yeah, they had their own kids show, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, she she'd probably tell me to sod off if I said this, but her most notable role in terms of acting is in Cedar Chucky because she gets a memorable death in it. Oh Jesus, I forgot yeah, about that. She's Jennifer Tilly's assistant in that movie. Is she really? Yeah. yeah. I wonder yeah. if she's still. And she gets, uh, I think she's burnt up, and like her face gets burnt up, and then she falls down the the stair stairwell and smashes her back on the floor. Cruel and unusual death. Um, but uh, that's the only reason I even had like a passing interest in it I never actually watched the thing Primeval's Legacy is a bunch of Doctor Who custom figure makers buy the Primeval toys because they're in the same scale and turn them into Doctor Who characters that don't have toys Primeval's Legacy, that's is, legacy. is a series of failed genre shows on, on primetime ITV do you remember? Saturday. do you remember the other one do you remember Demons we talked about this briefly a lot longer yeah, ago yeah Demons was, was one terrible. I don't remember Demons at all Just, no one else does there everyone a, wishes they could it was, it was Mackenzie Crook and Philip Glenster and it was on ITV and I think I think it had two seasons hey, I, like they were very short no it only had one season this is the one season yeah uh, did they try and bring it back at some point was there whispers is that what I think there was two no they might have split it in two but um, yeah but there was that post watershed they did a Frankenstein one did where they? the monster was just like this mishmash of creatures oh, and stuff yeah yeah um, we got 
Arthur, uh, not Arthur, we got uh, Merlin. That was BBC. That was stuff. long running. That was BBC, but that, that did quite well, but it was kind of... And then Atlantis following that. Atlantis, yeah. Side, yeah. I... Um, God, there's been loads, man. There's been loads. Um, um, yes. Yeah, so there you go, that's what we think of Primeval. Um, yeah. I have absolutely no opinion on it whatsoever. <laughs> Red Dwarf Series 12, we have, I haven't watched it yet. I've seen the first um, episode, it's a good start. Good. It's genuinely a good start. Because um, I, w- I love a bit of Red Dwarf, I do. I like it on more sausage butties, I like a bit of Red Dwarf. Who's that meant to be? I fucking don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who the hell was that meant to Jesus be? Jesus Christ, Chris, I was up at quarter to four this morning, it's now fucking six minutes past eleven. I don't know what the, the fuck witching hour. <laughs> you know what this means? Oh, what does this mean? Oh, Quiz time! Yes! Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Good God, no. I've still got to go home and record Revengers in Backlog. Oh, my God, right. Well, in that case, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week. But more importantly, sod you lot. Yeah. Charlie, thank you for joining us this thank week. Thank you very much, We're really then. glad you came on. No, you thank you very much for having me. Um, no, it's been a pleasure. I have actually been, I have genuinely been itching to come on since you guys started. No, you know. You, you are our only non-fictional guest that yeah. we've had on the show. Is that right? The only other guest yeah. we've had on the show is Father Christmas. Yeah. But wait, didn't we just, didn't we have Matt Berry on earlier? Well, well, Matt, is Matt Berry real? Or, or is, is he, Berry... in fact, a sophisticated this... system of holographic projectors based Around a voice box. Or is he, you know, a giant enemy crab? (laughs) (laughs) Ridge Racer! Why would you you whip out the giant enemy crab now at the 11th hour? Well, he's just saving it, Chin. We We could. could... On that note, thank you, Charlie, for joining us. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. You know the drill. Big Damn Cast on Twitter, Big Damn Channel on YouTube, Big Damn Blog on Tumblr, and just whatever you want to call us when you see us in the streets. Hopefully something not too disgusting. I really hope you don't see me in the street. (laughs) So long, true believers. (laughs) Excelsior! Excelsior! God, it's not him. <laughs> 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 oh.